Oh, wow. Tracy dropped the peacock feathers on the dresser top and lowered herself onto the desk chair. We're going to plan a real murder? Dina asked, lowering her voice. She stood by the window, leaning against the frame, her hands in her jeans pockets. She looked very pale in the gray light from outside. We've already planned it, Brenda told her. But that was just for fun, Dina insisted. Murdering Hallie will be fun, Brenda said matter-of-factly. another episode of are you there pod it's me jessica it's me josh and today in the studio we have a special guest the master of horror himself stephen king yes fresh from maine (laughs) (laughs) all the way from maine very honored oh it's stephen s-t-e-v-e-n sorry yeah yeah oh you we had people tuning in because they thought it was the other one I guess I was a little misleading. My though. entire uh, 40 minutes of questions all about uh, the new season of Mr. Mercedes are completely useless now. You can go ahead and ask them. I mean. My first question about Dr. Sleep, uh, the movie, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> well, I had some misgivings about that, too. Anyway. I mean, I would say the casting of Ewan McGregor was a great choice. Yes. But Ewan McGregor Always was a good choice. Also in some really shitty Did, movies, like in the early aughts and late 90s. And by that, I mean the basically Star the Star Wars. <laughs> uh, you and McGregor with an American accent, you'd love to hear it. <laughs> did anyone read Dr. Sleep? I did. I did I, not like it. I have not yet. I bought it so I could read it before. Um, I just finished The Shining last night. Nice. Mm. How do you feel about The Shining? It's really good. I like, I think that it's interesting because that's a really good book. And I love that, you know, the whole alcoholism theme and, you know, making that parallel with ghosts. I don't know why this needed a sequel, but I'm willing to give it a try. I mean, well, yes. You're doing, Jessica's doing a a, a money sign with her fingers. Why does Stephen King need money? Can you see that? (laughs) Like, it needed a sequel because he needed another boat. Yeah. (laughs) I was at a Brown Derby one time and the clerk said that, you know, he should just call his books boat payment. (laughs) (laughs) What is the last? So he releases what, like four a year, probably? Two, I think. Well, I think he releases like, Two hardcovers, right? Like two big ones, and then he might still do that pulp series that he did. Remember when yeah, he, he hasn't would write, done like, one since like pulpy? Blockade Billy? I haven't. I don't know, uh, but I remember they would come out like just in paperback. There was had, like a small pulp. He's series. had, I think, three. Okay. I gotta say, nothing says that we love R.L. Stein like talking about another. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say, I it's my job to keep us on track, and we don't talk about adult books on this podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Well, one quick. Well, Stephen King is for the kids. Uh, <laughs> He's for the boys, I thought. <laughs> uh, no. I know people in fourth grade were reading his books because that's when I started hearing about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I read uh, The Stand in like sixth grade uh, and well, I read the uncut version that had uh, uh, Molly Ringwald and uh, Lieutenant Dan on the Gary cover. Gary Sinise, yeah, yeah. Gary Sinise, yeah, sorry. The movie tie-in version? Or the show tie-in, whatever Yeah, the, the, the TV series event tie-in version. CBS uh, mm-hmm. series. Uh, no, here's my question about Stephen King. What What is the last book that he's released that people would consider a great book. 
in the genre of Stephen King. You know what? What's the last one that people are like? That's a that's a great Stephen King book. That's hard. Um, I mean, personally, I really like Eleven Twenty Two Sixty. Okay, that's probably it. Actually, <clears throat> okay, but well, it's not really in movies out of that and like every single everything thing. everything every, there's gonna be one uh the outsiders gonna be an hbo series what but that's not like a uh what you judge whether it's good or bad on like whether they make a right movie yeah, or yeah. A show. Every, every i think at this point every different network under the dome uh has their own uh the mist stephen king series doesn't he allow I mean? people to option his material for free that's probably the, that's not like hulu and hbo but no, if, I if mean, we like, were gonna do our own like student film yeah student yeah. films will do for a dollar i think yeah. usually yeah. like big companies but i, I don't think i don't think when hbo they're like yoink we're getting the rights to uh what's the new one the institute yeah okay well i'm an amateur for a dollar <laughs> <You're right. laughs> yeah. i'm an amateur filmmaker with seven dollars dark tower here i come <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i mean you probably will do a better job Matthew, than what was put out yeah. Matthew McConaughey. Who? <laughs> yeah. I, what are you really doing? What are you really talking about? Oh, I was going to say that the last Stephen King book that was good was Carrie. Ooh. Oh. But that's not true. That's I like, not true. I like The Shining. Yeah, it's really I good. I like Daddy Stephen King, and I like some of his short story books. My like, question story is, collections. do we need to get him back on Coke? That's, that's yes. my I think that's that everyone question. is a better writer on drugs. I stand by it. Better songwriters, better musicians, better novelists. Get on drugs. Worst friends. Drugs. I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> so well, worst friends. Well. So these kids' books. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not uh, anyway, about Coke I, yet. This, 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 uh, Was this, this R.L. Stein's Coke this era? This episode know? is brought to you by cocaine. <laughs> so <laughs> Just mountains of cocaine. I really hope R.L. Stein did have a cocaine era. Yeah, and it was these yeah, two it was. books. It was, it, was, the babysitter. it was the two books we're doing right now. It was Halloween night and Halloween night too. Um, in an interview, he said, "You know what? I don't remember writing those books. I was in a coke haze. I uh, have no idea what I wrote." And that's it why, reads like that. That's why I turned in the same thing basically twice in a row. I, yeah, I didn't realize I'd written two different drafts. And I, I like, don't just think, make it two books. Yeah, he didn't realize that he had already written that book. <laughs> No memory. Yeah, the publisher asked him to do a sequel, and he didn't. He was like, "Sequel to what? How many? How many uh, uh, Halloween nights are there? Just two. There's only two. Yes. Okay. I did. He write... was more fascinated with babysitters than he was with Halloween. That's true. Night. I did write. I think in a note at the end towards Halloween two, uh, Halloween night two. Sorry, when they're talking about the maniac, I think I wrote something like, "Will the maniac come back and kill?" Brenda and all her friends. One can only hope in Halloween <laughs> Night Three, but we'll get. Yeah, to that. it's a loose thread that needs to be tied up. It really does, but whatever. could have been a trilogy. Well, I guess we can go ahead and say we're doing a special double episode today uh, because these books are basically the, the same, same book. book. Yeah. And what books are those, Josh? This is Halloween Night and Halloween Night Two by our old friend R.L. Stein. I like him more than V.C. Andrews. Of I'll say that for him. <laughs> Oh, I made a VC Andrews joke the other night that my mom got, and I was really impressed. That's awkward. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we even want to say why you made the joke. Well. Did someone kiss their brother? Were, that Yeah, you pretty much got it in one. Yeah, got it. We were at a, a family Halloween gathering, and the kids were buck wild, running around <laughs> crazy, and the brother pinned his sister down to the floor. The full doll And he ganger. just started, like, kissing her, like, on the face, just loud kisses. And I was like... There's some VC Andrew shit going on over there. My mom goes, oh, and just like laughed like it was the funniest thing. Anyway, I was really, I guess, impressed. My mom got the reference. It was really just for Blake. But 
I only make incest jokes for Blake. Yeah. <laughs> well, Blake. I never find them funny. <laughs> He just stares off into space, into the middle distance. And... <laughs> well, anyway, I guess before we uh, dive right into this, Josh, do you have a special drink for tonight? I So I do. And I was looking for something called Mr. Pumpkinhead. I keep saying Mr. Pumpkinhead. I don't even know if that's the name. I think the it's gr- Mr. Pumpkin, my mother's. Okay, it's Mr. Pumpkinhead to me. Okay. And uh, I couldn't find any. So I just started looking for something spooky mm-hmm. for Halloween night. And I got... This IPA from Stone Brewing called, uh, normally it would just be called Vengeful Spirit, but if you look close, there's an RE. This is Revengeful Spirit. <laughs> Not even a word. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know. It's an IPA. I don't like IPAs, but I keep getting them. You do. Uh, because they have the spookiest or uh, babysittingest. Well, it's uh, the, it's uh, the trendy beer right now. IPAs yeah. and sours. It's been trendy for what, like eight years? Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing more disappointing than finding a great can design and then it <laughs> turns out it's an IPA. <laughs> I should I just agree. keep drinking that Iron Maiden thing. I like Trooper a lot. I need to. Trooper's classic. And maybe, maybe they'll sponsor us one day. Yeah. I'm going to make the sponsors like, I'm going to will them to us by just sponsoring stuff without them asking for it they're and not, they'll pay us later they'll pay us later they're not going to send us money or trooper beer they're going to send us uh Season just some us. old old cds that are in one of the the iron maiden guys garage <laughs> like what? no one buys cds anymore we still have this one from uh 2003 here's a dozen of it yeah oh, yeah wow. you should summon those sponsors like a tulpa like a what like a tulpa do you not know about tulpas no okay we'll talk about that later what's a tulpa <laughs> i think we should talk about it now can you just tell me now okay it's what a time now? it's a thought form that you give life to through um very concentrated thought it comes out of tibetan buddhism it's also been used by the brony community to create uh, my little pony tulpas um so oh, yeah. you mean the secret vision boards <laughs> i'm sure I th- that's the same thing. The right? next Dalai Lama is going to be a brony. <laughs> is that what they're called? Bronies. Bronies, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, bronies. Yeah, you're right. I don't know why that seemed wrong. With the yeah. bro hoof thing. Because we're all just sitting there thinking, well, I'm pondering it. I'm just picturing the Dalai Lama as a, a brony. Like they discover him and they're like, that's the guy. Uh, this is him. They're yeah. at a convention looking yep, around. That's him. He's cosplaying as a furry. and <laughs> That kid is definitely a Dalai Lama. Okay. Um, I guess we should probably get into this book. And do like the Cliff Notes version of Halloween Night 1 is where we'll start. And I want to confess, I read these books like in mid-September. And I revisited my notes and they might not be the best notes. So feel free to jump in at any time and correct me or supplement my notes. At Um, least you took notes. (laughs) I have to. Someone has to. Um, Doesn't mean they're good, but. Did you read these as a kid? No. 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 Okay. No. So new to you. New to me, totally, and regrettably. So Halloween night one, we start with Brenda and her two buddies, and they're in their room, and we find out a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff being built on in this first chapter, in this first scene. One it's we called learned, exposition. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Stephen. There's a lot of exposition in this uh, opening chapter. So we learn that Hallie's cousin, Brenda, is living with them because her parents are going through a tumultuous divorce. We learn that Brenda's parents have pushed Brenda into a tiny room and given Hallie Brenda's old bedroom. So Hallie has, I guess, a big cool room. And um, 
so this is the first thing that I think we all have the first ob- strike objections to is why would you do this? I don't know. It, it could no have been an attic. They could have put her in the attic. Could have been worse. Yeah, right. with her brother. <laughs> <laughs> with I Randy. mean, that brother. That brother Randy. deserves the attic, in my opinion. Ugh, that brother. I'm not a fan. He'd be happy. He'd be up there I playing his the Nintendo. Was actually fine. He was kind of just like a bratty brother who played Nintendo all the time. He yeah. didn't really bother me. Did- <laughs> That may, okay. saying Nintendo makes me think. Did we say what year these came out? Oh, uh, this one was published in '93. Oh, okay, this one Halloween says '94. Okay, '93 yeah. and '94. Yeah. Interesting. So we're out like of the Like I said, his era. Coke phase. Yeah, He's obviously, right everyone knows his Coke phase was early '90s. Yeah. Um. So we find out there's a lot of stuff. They're gossiping basically about Hallie. We find out that she's two faced. That she takes Brenda's things without asking. Including her boyfriend. We'll take anything. No, there's no uh, uh, limits yeah. to what she'll take. So we're already setting up the fact that there's a lot of uh, tension between Hallie and Brenda. And Would you say she's a Mrs. Steal Your Man? <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Um, and they're talking about a Halloween, a banging Halloween party that uh, Brenda is planning to throw at her house. Which, how banging can a Halloween party be? Mm. I mean, you got bowls of chips. You've got uh, uh, all kinds of different two liters that are a little bit uh, flat because they've been sitting out and someone <laughs> left the kappa off the Mountain Dew. Okay. You've got um, the bowl that you pass around. The, this is a witch. This was her hair. These were her eyeballs. You, you close oh, the your close eyes, your eyes and, bowl? Yeah. Classic yeah. banger. People mm-hmm. are in different kinds of crazy costumes such as... Monk. Gorilla. Monk. Clown. Peacock. Just, just such... <laughs> fascinating costumes. These are the classic archetypes. This is Joseph Campbell stuff. (laughs) Yeah, that peacock. (laughs) So, um, anyway, uh, Hallie shows up, comes home with Brenda's boyfriend, Ted, who is also, by the way, formerly Dina's boyfriend. There's a lot of boyfriend boyfriend crossovers. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, she's like, hey, uh, I want to borrow your Geo, because apparently Brenda got a brand (laughs) new Geo for her 16th birthday. And she wants to learn how to drive. But this is when we learn that Hallie has a lot of motives of her own. As in, Hallie already knows how to drive. She just wants to get Ted, Brenda's boyfriend, alone to make out and look at Joe's buns. And we don't we don't learn that until her license falls out. <laughs> out of her purse. <laughs> in the this car. was a huge plot point. Yeah. Her driver's license. Yeah. Just like tumbles out and he's like, because he is the dumbest person. Like, what, what's his name? Ted. 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 <laughs> uh, I wrote down, Ted's head is empty. Because <laughs> uh, as we've discussed, there's a, a truck of buns. Mm-hmm. And he looks at it and says, wow, that whole truck is filled with buns. Like, that's just what's going on in his head. It's just like, the Whatever he screensaver bouncing around, <laughs> you know, like he's confused when her driver's license falls out. He's like, "Wait, but you can already drive." He's just very stupid. Yeah, not a very smart boy. I can't even get mad at him for cheating because I don't know that he knows these are different people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think one has blonde hair and one has brown. No, Brenda's a red. Brenda's a redhead. Uh, I think he. And Probably that's how claims not to be face blind, but face blind and hair blind. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. So he has even less um, vision of what women look like than R.L. Stein. <laughs> uh, R.L. Stein knows shapes. <laughs> shapes and... Colors. Yeah. 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 Red. There's a brunette. There's a probably a, a black, raven black haired girl. Yep, yep. And then Hallie, the, the Tempesta... I don't want to say slutty. Let's say easy. <laughs> The man stealing blonde. Let's say cheap. 
<laughs> I don't want to say cheap either. I don't want to say any no. Of she things. knows what she's doing. Like she's a vixen. Oh, there you we know, go. Like, That's a better word. She she knows what she's doing, mm-hmm. and she's just. I, I don't know. We'll get to her intentions and motivations later. Yeah. But I just think she's a full-on psychopath. Yeah, so, I'd, I'd call her a femme fatale, but that's giving Stein too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> if, if she was, he would have said va-va-boom a few more times in the book. <laughs> You're confusing femme fatale with, like, 1920s burlesque dancers. I'm I thinking think. of Jessica Rabbit in, yeah. in all of my descriptions yeah. in my head. Of everything. Different thing. I'm surprised she didn't wear a sequin dress to prom. The, the legs... The slit in the leg came all the way up. Just a little too high. <laughs> Very Angelina Jolie slit at the Oscars, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so the girls have an awesome English assignment where they're supposed to write a, I don't know, like a horror story or an Agatha Christie type whodunit, I guess. And, and so they decide we're going to make this about us killing Hallie. Both both of these books, the technically the incident that drives things is an assignment from school, which is very funny. Also, can you imagine now in 2019 turning in your assignment and it's you plotting the murder of another student? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, 90s. You were a happier time. Yeah, wasn't everything was so also, simple. Wasn't this like the inciting incident of that other book, the Taffy Sinclair Club or something? A, a school assignment? Well, that was an essay that she fibbed about. And the, that was The more... inciting incident in that one was Taffy's Sinclair oh, got that, boobs. Yeah, yeah. her yeah. 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 yeah, that was the incident. This That one was just a sub, like a secondary plot. Yeah. So uh, at one point they see, this is pretty early in the novel, uh, they see, or Brenda sees Hallie and Ted making out in Ted's car in the driveway. Smart move, Ted, once again. Smart boy. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> make it out in the driveway. And then Hallie moves on to Noah, who is Tracy's boyfriend. And Brenda tries to explain to her mom, hey, mom, please listen, Hallie is the worst. That, that's one of the most annoying things in the book is that in in a way she's being gaslit. I was going to say by her own parents. Yes. Yeah. Like they're like no, you're you're there's something wrong with you. Yeah. You're you're angry for no reason at your poor uh beaten down cousin. Who's having a really hard time because her parents are divorcing. Yeah. I'm having a hard time because you uh because she stole my man. And my room. Yeah. My space. All my Luke Perry posters. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. It, it I only Luke, have room to hang up one. Is it a Luke Perry poster? There's a Luke Perry poster. Okay, I was writing right. down uh, pop Forgot. culture references that he makes because he makes quite a few. Yeah. Rest in peace, am I right? So yeah. that one didn't age, I guess, so well. It's a period piece. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's historical fiction. I right? mean, they, it's a period piece, some, like mid-90s. Some, someone goes to the Halloween party in a princess dye mask. I'm not saying, <laughs> you're not saying, ooh, that's a yikes from me, RL. You know? <laughs> like this was when she was still alive. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, anyway, so in this during this time period, um, Brenda starts to get threatening messages. One is a like grotesque mask that's taped to her window that says "See you on Halloween." By the way, this book is called Halloween Night, and it is set like I feel like it's three months before Halloween. Like I feel like we're in August when this book starts because it takes forever. You got to build to get it. to Halloween. That's night. right. So um, at one point in her room. There is a message, see you on Halloween, again, creative, written in blood on her wall. She has been carving jack-o'-lanterns, and she goes to bed one night, and in the jack-o'-lantern, she she smells a foul smell. And in the jack-o'-lantern is a dead bird, 
And there's a note next to the bird that says, you're next on Halloween. <laughs> so very subtle. Um, I would point out that the blood message was written very high. Just, you know, that becomes a plot point. Right. Later. It was very high. Her brother Randy could not have done it. Mm-hmm. And I won't spoil who uh, is is the baddie here. But on page seven, someone is described as too tall to date. <laughs> And having very long legs and just about every time he refers to her. I think I forget where in my notes I figured out who who was doing this, but it was on page like 30 where I was like, OK, I, I not and I that's not a brag on my part that I could figure this out. It's just that it was very Obvious. obviously plotted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you also find out that she works at a vet. So right. She yeah, can yeah, get yeah, access yeah. to like animal blood and <laughs> dead animals, dead animals. And also there's a scene when um, I think Brenda's about to go to bed and pulls back her sheets and there's rotting maggoty what looks like ground beef but it's dog food so all this keeps happening to her and mm-hmm. her parents are still you know like <laughs> n- no one calls the police nope. like uh that's one of my notes i'm like why don't they call the police after <laughs> uh they find like blood and like threats written on the wall i don't they're know like, maybe they're not snitches josh <laughs> uh i wrote down i got snitch vibes from someone <laughs> Not these parents, though. No, well, yeah. here's the thing, too. They still, even when Hallie totals Brenda's geo. They her, still take her side. They still take Hallie's <laughs> side. They're like, Brenda, Brenda and Hallie have a physical confrontation, and they're still just like. She went through a lot tonight. She got in a car accident <laughs> with your boyfriend in the car. <laughs> Sorry, your geo's totaled. So, there we go. Then, um. Brenda and Ted get back together. They go to homecoming together. At homecoming, guess what? Guess who gets in a fight? Noah and Ted over Hallie. Those are the boys that she has been. Tracy's boyfriend and Brenda's boyfriend. Right. And both making out with her on the reg. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they both sound just like the dumbest, worst boys ever. Well, to be fair, they are teenage boys. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, how old, what are they, 13? Oh no, they're they can drive. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> in my head, all of these kids and all these books are thirteen. Well, they act like it. Josh yeah. is just imagining big mouth characters. <laughs> <laughs> those, those characters are too mature for this book. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> A little too in touch with their they have social emotions and yeah. <laughs> so Brenda, after this fight and after witnessing Hallie kind of like getting excited by this fight, um, she says, "Hey, you know what? We should kill." Howley for real, guys. And I forgot to mention this in the beginning because it's also one of those things. And I even wrote a note that said Chekhov's air vent because when Brenda was misplaced, moved into the new room, there's an air vent in which if you're talking and you're in you're downstairs and you're by the vent, guess what? You can hear everything that they are talking about in the bedroom. And so guess who overhears? Her, three, her cousin and the two girls plotting her murder, Hallie, of course. So Brenda and her friends have this really dumb plan that at this party that Brenda is going to throw. This is so they convoluted. They are going to kill Hallie. I can't even remember. They decided they were going to switch costumes somehow, right? Because Brenda's a clown. Dina is a monk. <laughs> And Tracy is a peacock. And they were all going to switch costumes so that way everyone would be confused whenever someone stabs the gorilla. When they literally murder someone. And they'll all take off their ass and be like, but wait, I'm a clown. But wait, 
who's the peacock? Isn't that supposed to be Tracy? Oh no, it's Dina. Every everyone will be so confused that exactly. Everyone Great should have plan. just dressed as a gorilla and it, and then as they we don't walk, know who the gorilla killer is. Well, Brenda cooks up a better plan when she runs into Ted at the mall and she's like, "Hey, you should dress up as a Frankenstein." Yeah. Yeah. So Oh man, she should have had him dress up as a gorilla. <laughs> Problem solved. There you go. Okay, we're getting to the party now and this is when it gets really convoluted and I want everyone to just bear with me here for a while. At the party, Frankenstein stabs a gorilla. <laughs> I'm saying this because you don't know who's in the costume, right? You're you're going to assume that Frankenstein is Ted and the gorilla is... Yeah, it's classic misdirection. Exactly. The, the gorilla is Hallie. But a witch notices this pool of blood underneath the slumped over gorilla. And the party starts going to hell. Dina, the monk, accuses Tracy in Brenda's clown costume of killing Brenda... And Hallie, for some reason, is in Tracy's peacock costume. And someone rips off the gorilla head, and it's Brenda in the gorilla costume. And Ted was not in the Frankenstein suit because he was home sick with the flu. And so when it's when the gorilla mask is ripped off and it's revealed that Brenda is God, this is the dumbest. When it's revealed that Brenda is the one in the suit, she becomes reanimated and she's like, haha, it was a joke. And then she said, But I know who killed me. It's like that Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, I know who killed me. And she opens Dina's monk robe and a Frankenstein mask falls out. Luckily, I mean Obviously, Brenda survived, and we're very grateful that she used. I think they said she layered her like, gorilla yeah, suit yeah, with yeah, like, foam. Yeah, yeah. And then she used her brother's fake vomit. When you I know you're going to be stabbed, under... exactly where you're going to be stabbed. Exactly. Just stabbed in the head. Fake yeah. vomit. To look like the blood, I guess, because the lights are what? dim. And so, why not all you need is that fun blood or something? Slick. They literally sell buckets of fake blood I don't know at the what Halloween the fake, store. I don't know what the fake vomit was for because I didn't read that far. I just wrote she used foam and fake vomit. And I can't remember what the fake vomit was for, okay? And she said that they planned this whole thing to get Dina to confess because she knew it was Dina all along. She'd been sleuthing it. She knew that Dina, you know, works at the vet's office, so she has access to the things that are used to harass her. And Brenda said, or Dina says, I knew I was stabbing Brenda. Brenda deserved to die. And you might wonder why. Why does Brenda deserve to die? Other than she's kind of a, she's kind of a, Spoiled brat. I mean, has some problems, but why does she deserve to die? You know, I would be thinking at this point, you know, Brenda took Dina's boyfriend. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a perfectly plausible motive. I mean, Agatha Christie says, you know, money and love, and this is love. Well, no, it's not. She uh, says that Brenda deserves to die because Brenda was not there for Dina when Dina's parents got divorced, and she saw the same pattern happening with Hallie and Brenda's behavior towards Hallie. So she's just the uh uh the Hallie defense uh squad. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I, I see you not respecting her. I'm gonna murder you. Well so. later on they become buddies. Yeah. And yeah, Hallie yeah, yeah. Knight too. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. Um the cops come and I guess arrest Dina and everyone's just chilling with some hot chocolate. Typical RL. Right. Yeah. Almost killed. <laughs> Gonna have some hot chocolate. Attempted I mean, what else do you do? Chocolate. What else do you do after you're almost murdered? By your best friend. 
Just have a hot chocolate. Do they order I mean, you got to calm down. I actually think that's fine. Okay. Well, it's probably that's higher quality do. than Swiss Miss. I mean. Oh, okay. It's probably, probably like, springing for the high end. Hot they probably chocolate. use like the real cocoa and like they actually mix the sugar with it and like add vanilla. Like when you're. Yeah, probably. Grandma's getting fancy. No milk. expense spared. Yeah. Real milk, not water. <laughs> More than two marshmallows. Yeah. And like big marshmallows, not those yeah, little tiny ones. Gotta be the big ones. Not oh the yeah, like it's little. like the Neapolitan colors. Have you guys like, uh, ever ordered the hot chocolate at the Alamo? Yeah. No. Have you? No. It has a gigantic marshmallow yeah. that's the size of the cup when you get it. That's it's, cool. It's <laughs> the best. Yeah. Anyway, um, but anyway, Holly and Brenda are now besties, and that's where the book ends. Great. Everything's resolved. Luckily, I still had so many unanswered questions that I'm soon going to get answered by Halloween Night too. There's not even like a jump scare at the very, very last. No, he doesn't no. do that. He no, does... he has jump scares throughout the book. They're just dumb. It seems like. No, what? I mean, at the end, he doesn't do like oh, the, no. the. It seems the like that's a thing he would convention. do. The ending is always kind His of like a dumb, dumb joke. Like at the end of the babysitter, yeah. it was like. She's babysitting me. me. I still remember that for the podcast. Freeze frame. Oh, and this one. There's why I made this note. Okay. Um, The end of this one, it's Hallie sighed and gazed toward the cluttered living room. Let's clean up tomorrow, she said. Brenda laughed. I think we're starting to understand each other really well. We both make out with the same dudes and hate cleaning. (laughs) He he has a better womp womp ending in the next one. In the next one. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Is it a all's well that ends well pun? No. Oh, because that would be good. That's how I would end it. Do we want to talk about anything or yeah, anything some... anyone wants to bring up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Ted is dumb. We know that. Uh... I feel like there's always some guy named Ted that's dumb in his books. Am, am I crazy? There's always some generically named man Chuck. who's not okay. very Okay, oh yeah, it was Chuck last time. Mm-hmm. Usually I mean, Chuck, one syllable. Yeah. Chuck yeah, yeah. was... Uh, Ted. Chuck was Einstein compared to the, Ted. Right, yeah, at least he had a personality. He was a clown. Ted is a blank slate just he's just staring off into space at all times uh, now and then a mouth comes in contact with his mouth and he starts kissing it <laughs> <laughs> he has an involuntary response when yeah, lips just, meet his <laughs> i'm trying to think what my issues were well one is kind of the same stuff we talked about the babysitter all the adults are numbskulls like they never call the police the police are never never invo- take anything seriously dismiss their ch- child you when ev- everything like if this happened to a helicopter parent in 2019 and someone started putting death messages on their wall in blood you know like uh, yeah or any normal parent ever in the history of time except these parents yeah they take note so homecoming's a big thing in this like it's leading up to homecoming and so ted cheats i'm going to say cheats I, starts making out with hallie while he's still dating Brenda. Uh, Brenda. And so she's mad at him. They break up or whatever. He's left her. Then she starts making out with Noah all the time. And so he gets mad. But he goes up to Brenda's like, we still going to homecoming? <laughs> like, I, wh- well, she also dates a dummy named Jake who does the same thing later in Halloween yeah, night. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. But anyway. she says, yes, we are. <laughs> like, she needs, you need to stand up for yourself, girl. Like. I don't know. Have some respect. How can you how can he respect you when you don't respect yourself? Mm -hmm. I mean, Uh, how's anybody going to love you? I mean, it's like RuPaul always says you 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 are dressing as a clown for Halloween. Brenda, because you are a clown. (laughs) (laughs) Brenda is the meme with the graduate. Why wasn't the the girl with the long legs, the peacock? Don't. Why is this all wrong? She's the story. Hallie, the vixen. 
in a freaking gorilla suit. Okay, my only assumption is that <laughs> sexy everything. Yeah. It's a sexy gorilla suit. A sexless. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Very sexy. My only guess is at this point in 1993, sexy costume everything wasn't a thing yet, right? I don't think it was. I, I mean, I'm sure people still dress sexy, but you couldn't just go. And it was probably more adults. You know, it's not like in Mean right. Girls when someone dresses in like a body, like a tight bodysuit. That's how I'm picturing this gorilla thing as. Like, uh, does it tie into our theory that R.L. Stein is a virgin? I <laughs> didn't have that theory. But... That was definitely a theory posited on this podcast. Was it posited by you? I think it might have been a Blake <laughs> It's theory. posited in my noggin, but we did talk about how he doesn't know how to describe sexuality at all. Well, he's also... Also, he's it's trying to books. Right, he's trying to describe it for uh, teens in an era before... Like the current era, you could just be as graphic as you want. Yeah. Uh, but he was trying to. You, he was trying to thread the scholastic. He still wanted scholastic yeah. to sell him. So he's got to thread that needle on it. He wanted yeah. that you know, scholastic money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he knows he's no Judy Bloom. He's not going to get into like the, the the details of puberty and sexuality right. and and things like these that. Can, these can be read by a ten year old. Yeah. You know, which, which they were. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my R.L. Stein. Phase. I mean, these are probably most appropriate for 10 year olds that's why no one really dies because they won't right that's the other thing that well not in this one not in this one Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's actually the only surprise that happens in the next one a scholastic i thought there's a murder in a scholastic no one can die in this because these are for babies this is a baby book for babies and i'm just pouting when i'm reading it you guys read some of the christopher pike books because people die in those okay good there's a I mean, some, someone did die in the babysitter, but it was an adult. It was an adult. The the one who was trying to hurt the babysitter right. died. Who, who said, yeah. jump. jump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the next book has a victim. It really it does. Really cool. Yeah. I was so excited. <laughs> a victim like in the, in the CSI sense? Like, was in someone murdered? Yes. A cold open and a dead body. Oh, and, no. Oh, okay. As bad. in raising the stakes, because it's a sequel. <laughs> You've got to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, got he, to. Scream rules. So my other notes here I just wrote, women can gaslight too. <laughs> I don't remember what that's in reference to. <laughs> just something something everyone should know. Women can gaslight too. It's true, they can. Oh, on page 118, I wrote, what? When someone says, maybe school dances are making a comeback. <laughs> when did school dances go away? They were deader than dead, Josh. <laughs> don't you know about the mid-80s school dance slump? <laughs> I, I don't know... I don't know what they're the talking about. The only people that I can think of in high school who never went to dances were the Alterna kids. And sometimes I didn't go to dances. And some I I went ironically. In high school I didn't. In high school I never went to a dance, but in junior high I had no friends. Marshfield had their dances during the day. That's so you bizarre. had to go. Bizarre. Uh, yeah. So those that attendance was really high, but really I mean it was just me and my loser friends sitting like in the bleachers like not dancing and not caring, but that's that's they weird. did that's it because wrong. kids would sneak off of the grounds and there was like this kind of like abandoned church of Christ and they would hang out like in a shed or like behind it and smoke and stuff. Maybe just put an armed guard at the abandoned church of Christ and have your <laughs> or uh, maybe just like keep someone at the door who's like, where do you think you're going? <laughs> that's what uh, when I was was I student I was student teaching at the time. They I had to chaperone a dance. <laughs> awesome yeah it's very very cool <laughs> josh chaperoning is an awesome image and they put me on bathroom duty which just meant i had to stand outside of the bathroom to make sure couples didn't go in to like 
have sex. No basically. funny stuff. Oh, so it's just me standing there trying to look intimidating. It's like so a no couples. You were just like boys only in here. <laughs> girls, yours is over One here. One at a time. Josh, the gender enforcer. <laughs> <laughs> Josh was the uh, first this, the first bathroom legislator. This is different than, and this is true, at the uh, Christian school that uh, I went to as a kid, we had when, what grade would I have been in? Like fourth grade, maybe? Third grade? Uh, we had a problem with boys urinating on the floor of the bathroom. <laughs> of course you did. And so uh, I was made bathroom monitor for my grade which meant anytime a boy had to go to the bathroom i had to go with him and watch him pee worst form of being a narc and <laughs> just to make sure just absolutely how old were you i eight or nine humiliating so i guess they just chose you because you weren't peeing on the floor they chose the him because he didn't cry because no one was watching me pee. they looked at his face and said yeah that's a narc. i mean my dad was the, the like yeah the administrator too. yeah but very weird and also i know who was doing it because the boys would have a competition to see if they could make it from the back of the room. Was it John? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thought I'd try. It was Dustin. Oh, fuck but, Dustin. Uh, anyway, very weird, not normal, something that I don't think would be legal at this point no, to send a boy to watch, to watch your, boys pee. To no. watch boys pee. Probably not. Yeah. Anyway. Can't imagine it. I think Steven has something. He keeps looking at his notes. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if any are worth sharing. I did really like on in chapter 11, he talks about Goosebumps climbed her bare arms, and I just got a <laughs> kick out of that, dropping the name of this Foreshadowing. Wait, was oh, this was concurrent with that series, mm-hmm. wasn't it? He was writing Fear Street and Goosebumps at the same time. Him and, and his typewriter, these. he turned to look at an imaginary <laughs> camera and lifted his eyebrows a couple times. Right. He's like, goosebumps, I know what I'm get doing. It, get it, get it. A little Wait, subliminal there. Do they consider this part of Fear Street? No, no, no. I, These I, are standalone. But he was writing Fear Street and the standalone. So he standalone. was doing Fear Street, Fear Street mm-hmm. standalone stuff, and, and Goosebumps. Goosebumps. The guy mm-hmm. was a was a book factory. And he also wrote an adult book, I think, in the mid-90s at some point. Yeah, he wrote a few. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've got a couple. That's of bizarre. I want to Do you know. have I mean, one of his adult store, books? Not, I don't personally. Is it called <laughs> Superstition or Superstitious or something like That's that? That's not the one I have. I was rearranging Horror the other day. That's the only reason I know. I want to, I kind of, I'm almost intrigued to read an adult R.L. Stein novel, but I have a feeling it's not good. I got the impression from reading his Wikipedia page that mm-hmm. He didn't want to do it, and then they said, here's a check, and he was like, okay. I mean, I would. Yeah, that's fine. I feel like, in theory, people think that if you go outside of your genre, you're going to make a bajillion dollars, just something like that. But I I don't think it works that way, with R.L. Stein specifically, where people were beating down the doors to get those. But if Stephen King wrote a young adult thing... Oh, it'd be Everyone would read that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd read it. Why not? I would, yeah. Yeah. Totally be into it. But I, I think that I think the logic was all of RL's fans have grown up. So what is his right. <laughs> what they're waiting for is him to. All those 10 uh, year olds are now 12 and ready for adult books. It needs to be uh, Slappy the Dummies erotic adventures. I was going to say, do you think he had a pseudonym for his erotic books? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't really have a lot. I mean, I was I was trying to think of things to discuss, but 
I've read these so long ago, and I was looking at some of the quotes. I think I might have a little bit more to talk about in the second book because I liked it better, even though it was basically the same book. Thinking about it now, I do like that the second one has more going on. I like mm-hmm. the artwork on the front better for number two. Number yeah, two yeah, yeah. just it's, has a lot going. It's, yeah. it's legit good artwork. But we'll talk about also, that. Also, I mean, let's talk next. about the, the tagline. So on Halloween night one, the tagline is trick or treat. The trick is not to die. And the tagline on Halloween night two is never take candy from a stranger. <laughs> both both good. I like Halloween night two better. Does the candy factor into it in nope. some way? No. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> okay, then. Not, never mind. That's not good. Uh, one other thing I want to complain about okay. with Dina. Uh, she says, potato chips always cheer me up. I don't know why I wrote that down, but it made me mad. And later she yells, I don't want to witness a murder. <laughs> But little do we know. That's so her whiny. trying to like. So well, whenever whiny. they're planning the murder, Dina's like, I'm not going to participate, right. but I won't tattle on you guys. Yeah. So that's a good friend, though. I mean, if I'm planning a murder with you, I'm not- Steven, Steven's like, I'm not going to participate, you guys, but I'm not going to go to the authorities. I'd be like, that's cool. That's a good friend. And if it's interesting, I'll write about it. Oh, OK. But you won't use my name. It's got to be. Anonymous. Well, we're going. Look, if I'm your accomplice, <laughs> we are going to get arrested. We. I'm going to leave fingerprints everywhere. I'm not. So I'm not good at I'm this. not a good murder buddy. I'll say that. <laughs> and it depends on if I'm trying to crack into the true crime genre. Yeah. <laughs> Here's some other costumes that were at the party, by the way. Uh, Princess Di mentioned Freddy Krueger and Cindy Crawford. So just so you know that he knows pop culture. Mm-hmm. He knows how to avoid getting sued, too. Well, you I can't license your... No, I'm just saying Freddy Krueger is a is a trademark character. I know he's using it within fair use, but never mind. <laughs> also, I want to know more about the Cindy Crawford costume because <laughs> you just like put a mole on and like you sexy have, outfit, you have guest to jeans. Be, yeah. Was she ever a guest jeans girl? Probably. Probably. I think she was, and I think it was Anna Nicole Smith. You take David Copperfield, someone dressed as David Copperfield, with you. Wait, was that what? Them? Didn't no. she date David? No, that's Claudia Schiffer. Why do I know anything about '90s models? Who? Richard Gere. Is Richard Gere and Cindy Crawford were a couple? Were they a thing? Yes. Yeah, and it was Claudia Schiffer and that David sounds Claudia right. Schiffer was Billy Joel. Who was the Uptown Girl in the video? Was Who is Rebecca Romaine Stamos? <laughs> Who is Rebecca Romaine Stamos with? I have no idea. <laughs> I just need to know who Kathy Ireland's married to. Kmart. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I really anyone else? I got nothing else. I mean, I okay. Are we going to talk about anything about like Brenda's? Do we think Brenda was in the wrong or in the right for her hatred of Hallie? She's was right. Was it rational right. or was it irrational? She's completely right. Do they both have problems though? Hallie is acting out. She wants to control something because she feels she has no control in her life mm-hmm. anymore. And the way she's doing that is by destroying everything in her her cousin's life and taking boys because she has power over boys specifically the dumbest two boys that have ever lived so i think she's she she's a baddie now she would just have an instagram account and have uh, ninety thousand followers and she'd be like taking fulfilled by that probably yeah she'd have some great thirst photos up you know oh yeah she'd be an insta thought yeah yeah totally that's all you need now i want I know. Okay, R.L. Stein is he rebooted the Fear Street series, and I read one of them, and I was hoping that it would incorporate like social media and things like that into it because horror stories are just 
I mean, you you can do like the um, unfriended thing and incorporate it completely where it's that's how technology. everyone is just interacting. <laughs> but like horror, a lot of premises just don't work for horror stories anymore because everyone has freaking cell phones. You have to do something new with like you have to adapt whatever you're writing to, which can make you more creative or you do have something to put them in a situation where they where can't, they use, can't use it. But and that, it's always like my that, phone battery's dead or Although that would be my case right now because I have an iPhone that is two years old and at the two-year-old mark, they're like, oh, battery doesn't work anymore. Right. So, Or they go into the Ozarks where you can't get a phone signal. That's true. Uh, but And as a boomer, that's probably hard for RL to write. Well, when I, I only read one of them and it was set in the past, like at yeah. turn of the century, following Ruth Ann Fear. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that name. but No, I've never read Fear Street, so. Yeah. Anyway, that well, is I mean, there a Mr. Goosebumps in Goosebumps? <laughs> hey, I'm Jimmy Goosebumps, new kid in school. <laughs> I've got some stories for you. <laughs> I don't. I yeah, don't that was think the frame device of the whole series. You, <laughs> don't, right. you don't know Jimmy Goosebumps? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that hurt a little. <laughs> Jimmy Goosebumps. Are we going to make Jimmy Goosebumps t-shirts to sell on our website? That's a shirt. That's a shirt. I, I think we can top that. Gar- Gary Goosebumps? Gary Goosebumps. Got to be I alliterative. I like Jimmy better. All right. Okay, thanks. Gerard Goosebumps. Fancy. Well, he does have a little hat, so it's got to be fancy. I don't know why I was tipping my hat when I was saying that. Because he's, like he's old-timey. Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking old-timey. I was yeah. picturing a top hat. I'm just going to say. I'm, I'm picturing a stovepipe hat where mm-hmm. the, the top is popped open, like in a cartoon. <laughs> God, I wish there was more stuff going on in this, but there's really not. It looks like a thin book with not a lot going on. So I mean, I don't know. Why, why belabor it? Yeah. Move I on mean, to the next. I think we're done, unless anyone has anything else they want to talk about. Well, I do, but I don't really Like, what do you have? Bring it up. I'd like to eat. Some of these wrap snacks. I'm getting kind of hungry. <laughs> Should we break to talk about wrap snacks? Or? Let's take a break. I need another beer. All right. Uh, while these guys break, I I I'd like to tell you about wrap snacks. <laughs> a uh, fantastic new invention from everyone. Try a wrap snack. Checks notes. Oh. Where did these come from? Can I eat these okay. ones? Yes, I bought this for you because I don't like those. Migo. Okay. Now Migos is sour cream with a dab of ranch. The back says dabbing is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Migos. Yeah, that's their what? thing. No, these are real. You can get them at Walmart, and um, these are the only two flavors I've ever found: are um, Cardi B's cheddar did, barbecue. Did they? Chips. Did they like corner Cardi and Offset at one point? Just like, <laughs> and were like, sign this contract. I have no idea, but I will tell you, these are delicious chips. Try one. I think these are like the rap community banded together and was I like, let's do this. following Rap Snacks on Instagram at Rap Snacks, and um, there's a ton of different flavors, but we don't carry any of them. And they also even have popcorn. Why don't we have any of the Cardi B popcorn? Get on Wait, it. Wait, why are these called Cheddar Barbecue and not Cardi B Barbecue? Cardi Barbecue. Well, I didn't name them, but what's funny is like Cardi's... Cardi Q. These just taste like generic chips, but it has Cardi B on it. On the back of the Migos they one, do, it yeah. says Dabin is a lifestyle. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, on the back of Cardi B's, she says... I put the pussy on offset. <laughs> no. <laughs> Cardi really B has good. a paragraph. Migos has a sentence. Just She says, being successful in life and in music business is all about being true to who you are, 
knowing your self-worth, never sweating the small things, and always following your gut instincts. If you follow this rule of thumb, you will eventually create a recipe for success. Eat my chips. What? What's this going to be used on now? A bag of chips? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> like, someone was interviewing her, but they didn't tell her for what? It should just say, sometimes you have to drug a man, steal his wallet, and leave him alone in his hotel room. I agree with that. <laughs> and then get yourself a bag of wrap yeah, snacks. Anyway, here's some chips. I'll be honest, they're not bad. Uh, these ones are really good. If you want to try these Migos, I, I like them. Anyway. I like the Cardi better. We're going to take a break and enjoy our wrap snacks. The official sponsor of Are You There Pod. Can I ask a question? Unofficial are there, sponsor are there, of Are You There Pod. Are there other? Yes. Uh, who else is there? Um, There's like Lil Wayne's fiery nacho cheesier Cheetos. Mm-mm. They're just Cheetos. I don't think that's right. I'm realizing all. now I shouldn't chew chips directly into the mic. Probably doesn't make for a good. I think there's some bonus ASMR here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Some mm-hmm. pervert is really into this. <laughs> okay, let me show you some more about their flavors. We're gonna get them to sponsor us somehow. Okay, official wrap snacks. Yes, this is it. So this girl is holding up a honey jalapeno. Uh, I'm the worst. Don't ask me. Drake's, See, these people must be in Springfield because they just have the same two flavors I do. Drake's right? Berry Legal I don't think Berry it's a, Flavored no. Chips. No? <laughs> I don't think that's one. Uh, Damn it. Romeo Miller's Barbecue and Honey? Uh, Little Yachty's. Millie Bobby Brownie's. Little Yachty's, <laughs> Little Yachty's Hot Cheese Fries. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, there's a lot. Asher Roth just selling you these at the store. Yeah. <laughs> Cardi B also has a ha- uh, habanero. I can't say that. Habanero? Yes, thank you. Some kind of hot cheese thing. Anyway, yeah. Lots of different flavors, guys. Don't play all this, Blake. Edit that out. Me scrolling L- through. L- looking Lil at- Wayne's uh, lean soaked <laughs> chips. <laughs> would I buy those? Yeah, would, yeah. I would. Don't, I mean, ask, don't ask what's in my bag. <laughs> it's my it's bag. Would they help me get through some tough times? Yeah. So eat wrap snacks. We'll be right back to talk about Halloween night two. Hey, and we're back from our wrap snacks sponsored break. We just devoured some uh, Cardi B barbecue and cheddar chips and uh what's the other one the migos migos delicious sour cream and just a dab of ranch mm-hmm. i prefer the cardi b but i prefer the migos yeah the migos were pretty good i love that dab it's <laughs> just enough just the right amount it, it dabbing is a lifestyle that that's the slogan on the <laughs> and josh just did a physical dab you can't prove that one way or the other. You know how badly I wish you could hear a dab on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a dab sound effect that we could create? That way everyone knows when we're dabbing. I mean, no, but I, I wish there was. I don't know why there would be one, but. If this was anime, there would be a sound effect. <laughs> yeah. So just think anime and incorporate okay. one somehow. That's not bad. Just sample what Steven just did, that sound. I'll take that sound and I'll double it. <laughs> okay, it sounds <laughs> It's good. called multiplying. When, um, we won't give you any money. Sorry, that's ours now. That's okay. Well, anyway, we're back and we're here to discuss Halloween Night Part 2, written a year after it's, after the first, it was written in 94. The fans were demanding it. They <laughs> said, what's going on with, uh, what's going on with Hallie, the kid that 
stared at that bun truck for a while and <laughs> the rest of the gang. Yeah. So these are the yeah. same characters? The, yes. There's a couple new ones that are introduced, but basically the same characters. Don't get attached. <laughs> uh, before we get started, Josh, what's your drink for um, the second half of the podcast for Halloween night? So I'm drinking Diet Coke, but I, I also dropped some rum in it because Perfect. I don't know that RL was paid to do product placement in this, but it's hitting oh. hitting Adam Sandler levels of referencing product in this, where he just constantly talks about uh, Diet Coke. Because one character always has to have a Diet Coke in hand. But she always have a Diet Coke in hand? I thought she was swilling normal Cokes. And- no, no, no. She al- it's oh, always she- Diet Coke. Okay. Yeah, yeah, well, let's yeah. compromise okay. and say she was doing a lot of Coke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just a cokehead, like but I'm like also on a diet, so I just want to do diet cocaine. <laughs> that should be a real product. Can I say, as someone who hasn't read it, can I talk about why I like the, this cover better? Yeah, sure. At least for this version of the cover art. It's three people. You don't know who they are. You don't know anything about them, but they're in really cool skeleton costumes. And the first book was just a pumpkin with a knife in it. But this one looks like, I don't know, it looks like they mean business this time. Mm-hmm. Is it just me? Yeah, this would capture my attention when I was young Stephen yeah, exactly. King. Yeah. <laughs> I think when I took a picture of a book around a bunch of pumpkins and just wrote on Instagram, I'm a fall bitch. Uh, <laughs> I believe it was this book cover. Basic witch. Yeah, because it's a good cover. Autumnal bitch. That's I, what Reductress would say. Um, personally, I'm a thoughtum. And I'll put a cricket right there. <laughs> I almost Jesus, I can't. Instead, like, I, I just stared at you instead, trying to show you that I was not laughing. I like how you just are really mean to Blake. Like, do I? Goose. Like, what do I have to do to make a joke like land to stick the landing on a joke tonight? I would say do a funny one. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start getting not PC. <laughs> See how you like that? We're going to be so canceled. Did you know that comedy is canceled? That you can't make a comedy anymore? That's what I've been told by. People who have made a lot of very unfunny movies in the past, back when you could make comedies. Right. Like, you could not make Rob Schneider's uh, The Hot Chick today. You can't make Deuce Bigelow Male Gigolo now. Can't make Jack and Jill. (laughs) Oh, the world would be so much worse. You couldn't make Jack and Jill when he made it. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen it. I just know about it. I've seen clips. Okay. You couldn't make The Love Guru now. That's true. Thank God. Yes. Anyone thinking that any of this is bad for culture (laughs) needs to. When people say, you couldn't make Blazing Saddles now, what they should be saying is, and they should be applauding, you can't make Love Guru now. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God you can't make Love Guru now, is what they should say. (sighs) And Shrek, don't even get me started. Wait, was Shrek controversial? Greenface. (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna just throw things out until <laughs> until one lands. The shotgun approach to jokes. Well, the more I drink, the better your chances. Oh, all right. <laughs> Everybody drink lots until I'm funny. I'm on beer number two. I don't read the books, so my only job was to throw in jokes. So. I'm just sipping diet coke. So oh, okay, well that's lame. I really should have brought the suffer alcohol I saw at Brown Derby. The suffer alcohol. Is it bad religion themed? I don't know. It just says suffer, and I thought that would be fitting. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because we had to the, the suffer way, yeah, through yeah, yeah. these books. Is that what <laughs> you're right. implying? Does everyone agree that Halloween Night 2 is better than Halloween Night? I agree. Yeah. But was it harder to read because we had just read the same book before? Also, yeah. 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 That, yeah. That's kind of how I feel. Like, it's superior it's almost... a bit, but 
also it's the uh, same this book. Again. So yeah. is it yeah. rehash like Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two? A little yeah. bit, yeah. It's not it, a it's kind of like a, it feels yeah. like this was like Halloween Night One was the first draft, and this was <laughs> his final thing that he was turning in. Yeah, it does feel that way. That's a good way to to put it. Maybe he wrote two drafts and was like, I spent a lot of time in that first draft. I ain't wasting a book. (laughs) (laughs) And just turned it in as two books to make twice the money. I mean, not a bad idea. These kids are little dummies. They're going to read it. Oh, yeah. I was dumb. I mean, I read The Haunted Mask once. Can we talk about the price of these books? What, $2.99? It costs like nothing. Now, like a paperback, they don't make YA books like this really anymore. They don't, most most books aren't mass marketed anymore. That's book fair pricing, though. I mean, you got to move those. Is that book fair? I don't know. Wait, is, is there a way to tell if it's a book fair edition? Is that a thing? Yeah, I think that, most that's, that's that's book fair. How can you tell? I knew it. It I would knew. be priced on the back. Oh. Oh, is there a price on the front? It's on the spine. It's oh, on the, the spine, spine and also yeah. Bizarre. I love it when we talk uh, book technical shit. <laughs> I, People are like, "Wow, this is my favorite part of the podcast." Well, if might, you're a book nut, now that I'm thinking about it, that might that could be either. I don't know. Well, I was looking at the back, and it still has an ISBN. Yeah, it does have a price on it, where I yeah. feel like the Scholastic one might not have a price at all. That's true. Because it would be like a book club. Let's see what we this We could one probably is. do a like used books podcast, because yeah. I used to work in one. <laughs> Which one did you work at? I worked at Redeemed Music and Books for oh, a while. Okay. Um, I, I loved taking in classic books when I could get them. Yeah. And I loved purchasing the books that we wouldn't take. Oh. <laughs> what didn't you guys take? Just because um, it was mostly religious it's and largely religious, and but and like that too. sometimes you know, okay, ironically, a Stephen King book would come in, and I would usually grab that for myself. So you guys um, wouldn't stock that at all. No. Okay. And sometimes you know somebody would call in and say, "Do you take science fiction?" And I would personally be like, "Well, we don't, but what do you got?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have science fiction at all there. What, um, like, you'll take C.S. Lewis's like uh, a space yeah, trilogy, and, and we took Star Wars and Star Trek <laughs> yeah. because you know apparently that's family friendly. Yeah, except for the Star Trek and evolution stuff, but no one's asking. Okay, I I don't see sci-fi necessarily as a, a an offensive genre. In, in general, what we were taking, no. Okay. Would you take Tolkien, like Lord? Oh, of the Rings? oh yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Orson Scott Card. S- yeah, yeah. See, I always thought it was just strictly religious texts, and I never set foot in there. Um, the classic section when I was working there was usually pretty good. I tried to keep that thing stocked. Okay. See, I didn't know there was a classic section. I would just drive by and be like, I ain't going in there. It's Christian. And they keep driving. <laughs> I went before they, they merged with CPO. Yeah, that was after my time. Okay. I, I occasionally would go there and get stuff before I had a bookstore, I guess. The only stuff I ever found was classics. Basically. Mm-hmm. So. I've worked at several of Josh's used bookstores, so I, I'm also in on this. We've all worked at <laughs> we've all, all worked at bookstores here. This That's is true. the birth of a new podcast. <laughs> Do you know Stephen no King worked at, a, to? worked at Barnes and Noble? <clears throat> when? I what did era? work mm-hmm. before uh, it was before. over the holidays one year. I was working at GameStop and Barnes and Noble, so I would go in from the same one, parking lot? Yes. No, so nice. I would go from one to the other. Is that GameStop still there? It is. Yes. Okay. I think it's one of the few Somehow. that are still hanging in because mm-hmm. the one in the mall account. closed. Yeah. I I got to work when Halo Two came out, so I got to go oh, in. Oh man, I remember that because my sister yeah. waited to midnight to buy that, and I don't know why because we are not Halo yeah. people. This is not a Halo family. <laughs> <laughs> I w- had to get there at eleven o'clock and didn't get to leave until two in the morning, and then I had to come back in at ten. 
I remember every time there was a Call of Duty uh, and I'd go into work at Barnes & Noble, there'd be like a line around the building. Yeah, they would be. And also they would come in and get like hot chocolates and mochas right before we were about to close. Like if it was cold because <laughs> oh, okay. they'd have to stand there cold and the cafe people would be so pissed. They're like, it is 1055. <laughs> we close in five minutes. We've cleaned up everything. And then like 20 people come in and get like five mochas a piece. I love that Barnes & Noble gave us a 50% discount on their cafe. That was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. I mean, they did, but I don't know what happened. I don't know why the two were merged briefly. Briefly, yeah. Yeah. Wait, was, what was merged? They were Barnes and Noble and, and GameStop, GameStop were somehow owned by the same company. Yeah, I, I briefly, thought they had yeah. the same. I don't thing. know if Barnes and Noble bought them briefly and then sold them. Like mm-hmm. I have I no idea how it happened, or if it was like Babbage's evolved into GameStop and it was always. I don't know the history Does, of that. Did but, Barnes and Noble ever sell video games? They went a long time ago, like when Barnes and Noble was across the street where Prim. Okay. Yeah. Um, They were connected to like Babbage's, which I think was like a software. Like you could go and buy like the new edition of Windows or something. Like, I don't know what. I mean, think of late 90s, you know, the new King's Quest game. It was it was all computer stuff, but. But they added other games. But they later. never strictly sold video games in Barnes & Noble, but the two were connected. What What is the current Windows that we're on? I have 10. Okay, someone called me today looking for a, a guidebook about Windows 7. Absolute boomer. Ooh. Total boomer. And I, I don't have any kind of like computer books because I don't stock them because they go out so quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, pointless. But he wanted Windows 7. And I was just like... Bro. I, Dude, I, don't, I don't got it for you, but just... Go to oh. Amazon and get it used. Someone is selling. How do you well, even... I think if you if you can't figure out how to run okay, Windows that, 7, you're true. probably having a hard time <laughs> going online. You you do not want to put in your credit card information on the internet. They probably honestly inherited a an old computer from a grandchild. Like, like I have a computer, like a laptop that I have had for a million years, and I should just take it and get it recycled or something. But I think it runs on Windows Seven. Yeah. I love that we are avoiding Actually, this book. It might be it might be Windows Vista. Well, I have which... a few more things to say about Windows ninety five. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about Clippy for a minute. Let's talk oh, about Windows Clippy. ME. <laughs> or not really. I I use what was it? Windows three point Oh wait. I like that Blake jokingly that said I have something to say about Windows, but I think he actually does have no, something. No, I do. Okay. So Windows three point <laughs> was a pre Windows ninety five operating system and okay. it was my first window. I remember DOS. MS DOS. I, I do too. Say. My mom yep. yeah. Okay, so my first note Anyway, okay, my wait, first wait, note, are we doing a synopsis? Yeah, my first note okay. is I wrote the word Larry in quotes in wrote lol because there's a boy named Larry and I think the name Larry is dumb, I guess. I don't remember who was Larry. I don't remember Larry either. I didn't even write him we down. We just lost all our Larrys, but all right. Poor Larry. Uh, go by Lawrence, sirs. <laughs> okay, anyway. Yeah, let's get into it. All right, well, here we go. It's basically the same book except... Better uh, MO. <laughs> much better motive. Um, the gang has a new friend, Angela. Um, her, her defining characteristics are she's chubby, never had a boyfriend and comes from a family that loves Halloween a lot. Okay. Um, a little too much, maybe. Maybe. And that should be your yeah. first hint. Something's wrong there. That you like Halloween too. Sorry. Too much, Blake. Too much. No such thing. Too much as in they might be dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well now the book's spoiled for me. It's uh, okay. Uh, they have a new school project instead of trying to write... A whodunit, they are now making a horror movie. 
What so. school is this? <laughs> yeah. I swear. It's also a school that only has five people that attend because they're always swapping boyfriends. Constant boyfriend swapping. It's it's a school that said, remember last year when one of our students almost murdered one of the other students around Halloween? Let's give them another fun project this Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Make a horror movie, kids. It'll be great. Um, Hallie is still living in... Um, I don't know the last name of the family in the Brenda it household. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it does not matter. <laughs> they may never have said it. Um, she's still living there because her parents were deemed too unfit to <laughs> keep their child. Okay, yeah. Her so. parents were so messed up. Mm-hmm. I, I think this may, if if they had given us a little bit more about the, them, it may explain why she is the way she is a bit better than just leaving it as all like subtext. And being like, oh, no wonder she needs love and approval from literally anyone around. Yeah. Because her parents parents were were deemed, both of them, unfit parents by the state. Yeah, we were getting way too close to actual characterization. (laughs) And we had to swerve and miss that. (laughs) I mean, it might explain why Brenda's parents were like, you know what, sweetie, you need to be nice to your cousin. And let her have the bigger room. And let her steal your boyfriend because she comes from an abusive, <laughs> neglectful family. Let, this was her, a, let her destroy your car. That's right. This was a chance to retcon Halloween <laughs> night one. And and he, he fails. He doesn't he doesn't that's right. he doesn't do it. Nope. Dina is back and she is friends with Hallie this time around. Yeah, because you just let someone who co- almost committed murder mm-hmm. Out and back into school, and it's just fine. We just move on with this. And I was wondering, what is with this town? <laughs> well, it's Connecticutville, where anything can happen. Anything can happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We've talked about how it's like it's the town from it, and people are just kind of brain dead. That would it, make more sense to me. It it was funny to me just that Hallie's mostly doing it to just like Owen, her cousin. Like, oh, look, here I am with your attempted murderer. Oh, we're just studying innocent stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's officially now dating Ted. Yeah. yeah which yeah, yeah. I don't know if I mentioned that. And um, Brenda is now dating a guy named Jake, who is Tracy's ex-boyfriend. So <laughs> what We're just the? passing these boys around. I mean, Swingers University. Sounds about right, right? <laughs> to be fair, you know, boys are mostly... You know, interchangeable. <laughs> I mean, so are women in R.L. Stein's world. So, uh, no, some of them have them long, tall legs, and some, some of have them, brown hair. Mm-hmm. Some of them look like tree trunk legs. That's right. Some are chubby. Some have red hair. That's right. That's about it. So all shapes and sizes. That's right. I Very guess. diverse. Uh, we do have a, a an interesting subplot in this book. There is a maniac. On the loose, on the streets of Fairfield. This maniac likes to, he's corpulent. He's a bigger person. He's a big fat person as. (laughs) I think Pogo. (laughs) Um, And he likes to beat people. Just that's beat them right. up. What's that's kind of that's kind of what the the guy did in the babysitter, though. Yeah, what's just with Arl like, Stein and beatings? He just like <laughs> takes someone and shakes the hell out of them. Just like shakes them until they start bruising. But so basically, like, the uh, the babysitter is occurring off screen in this particular. I, I, story. I feel like it might be the same person. Yeah. It might. It could be. Yeah. We don't know. There's it's an RL Stein, Stein universe. Universe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, the maniac comes in at a few points in the book. One of them is. Actually, we never meet the maniac. We meet a guy who they think is the maniac. Which, this is like the most like telegraphed, obvious thing. This made me mad the entire book. The the guy who was stalking Brenda. Right. And honestly, I knew what it was from the beginning. Because he makes a big production of how they're at the mall. 
and Brenda loses her wallet. And immediately, as soon as she loses her wallet, there's a larger man who starts following her or stares at her and then starts following her and trying to get her attention. And she and I think is it Hallie or Tracy? Yeah. They just, or no, it might be Angela. Yeah. They it's just one of her friends. They run and get in the car and the guy's trying to. He's coming after them, and they say he looks so threatening, and he's a large man, so it he must be obviously the maniac. The maniac yeah. It's mostly yeah. just an opportunity for him to disparage this man based on the way he looks for, like, <laughs> paragraphs just every time. And then at the end, the ending is sad, but we'll we'll come we'll back to that. To that kind of pissed me off, too. So Brenda once again starts getting threats. She gets a card in the mail that says, Happy Last Halloween. Whoa. Um, if you're going to murder her. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good, though. That's yeah. a yikes. She gets um, in her locker, she opens it, and there's a rotting jack-o'-lantern covered in maggots in her locker. Step down from the dead bird. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, well, right? this person doesn't have access to a veterinarian's clinic. That's But fair. they do work at a pumpkin farm. Yeah. And, <laughs> but once again, she thinks it's Hallie, because they never learn, the tensions are flaring, and I think Hallie is making moves on Jake. In fact, she is. Doesn't Jake... Break up with Brenda for yes, Hallie? Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So the tension between the two girls. She's is, still a baddie. Even though she now has new parents, <laughs> a bigger bedroom. It's like all the character development was thrown out the door. Right. <laughs> they hate each other once again. They're no longer best friends. And Jake is just, can I just say, he's an asshole. Yes, he is. There is a. I hated Jake. Jake is the worst boyfriend of any At least with boyfriend. Ted, I pitied him. He was so dumb, right? Yeah. Yeah. You kind of felt for him. But. <laughs> he was so confused Jake during all of this. Jake is just such a dick. Isn't there a scene where he is asking Brenda to go back out with him? Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's 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 a very, like, he's checking out other women while he's talking to her. And he says things like. Total Jake kind of move. off the cuff, <laughs> like. You know, bad things happen. I just want to get back together, babe. Like, stuff like that. Just, Babes. You know, he's just, like, staring off. Staring at something and be like, whatever, babe, let's just, you, you're not going to do better. He's one of those guys. <laughs> just the freaking worst. I might have notes somewhere. Like, I might have actually written down let's what Let's talk about said, an open high school relationship. We'll get, we'll get back there. <laughs> yeah, right? And even at one point, she talks about seeing him walk down the hall. And I think they are still together at this point. He's walking down the hall with his arms around two ninth graders. Like, gross. Well, they do discuss that Jake is making his way around through all the girls in high school. So here I wrote down that she's eternally cucked. uh, (laughs) Because after, after, like, he's cheating. Oh, no, after he kisses Hallie, Mm -hmm. he says, maybe we can still go out sometimes. To her. No, he's the worst. Yes, yeah, and she's just like, okay. Once, once you're done making out with my cousin, maybe we could get a malted. Yeah, <laughs> like he totally is manipulating her throughout this entire book. Yeah, yeah, and she has a history of having other guys behave this way, so <laughs> she probably just thinks this is normal. Like Brenda's gonna have the worst problems as an adult. And there's, to date. isn't there like a scene where they're kissing and she's like not into it, but then kind of falls into it. I mean, that happens in every R.L. Stein book, I feel like, right? Well, that's a problem. Yeah, well, I feel like you've described that before. Yeah. I yeah, honestly yeah, yeah. thought that's what it was like whenever I was in high school, and I completely avoided all men. Because <laughs> I was like, they're just going to be horrible to me, and I don't want to be around It's because these clueless authors are describing every kiss as like uh, only half consensual. Yeah, well, yeah, that could be part of it. 
And sometimes that's the case. I feel like R.L. Stein's knowledge of sexuality is like as extensive as Coach Steve's. (laughs) 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 He just knows that there's a mommy and a daddy. Yeah. Second big mouth reference tonight. You want to cram in some more? You know, just one for each half of the Okay, that makes sense. I might might work a few more. Okay. If it's organic. If if pillows come up at any point. So (laughs) I'm trying to remember how this happens, but... Doesn't matter. There comes a time when they're filming their project. Jake shows up. Can I say something about? Oh, uh, oh. So when they're filming, so they're trying to make this horror movie, mm-hmm. and they're trying to at some points get authentic footage, basically mm-hmm. by having a hidden camera. Oh, that's uh-huh. right. And and attacking people. <laughs> and attacting people and getting like acting like they're actually going to murder. Mm-hmm. They're going with some real seventies style. Filming, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's just really Let's threaten just to really murder them, and s- it'll be great. Throw a noose around Hallie's neck. Yeah, you know? that's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Let's and- torture Shelley Duvall in <laughs> oh, <laughs> Kubrick God. movie. So you're gonna talk about Jake and the tape, right? The yes, he does not like to be embarrassed. He does like we'll to be embarrassed. Back. Yeah. So he gets in a fight, and the girls is he fighting with Hallie? He, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so they get in a fight, and so Tracy and who's Brenda... Who's his girlfriend right now? No, Brenda... Oh, with Hallie. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So Brenda and Tracy decide to record it. Hilarious. And Good job, And they're girls. out there at the camcorder. <laughs> and of course, this is like an early 90s camcorder, so it's not like you're just holding your iPhone, like, surreptitiously, like... You know, it's, it's over thing. the shoulder. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's the Posting mom it and to dad. YouTube for everyone to see. <laughs> it's the mom and dad camcorder that was, like, the size of your VCR, yeah. basically. And um, he sees them recording it, and he gets mad, and he grabs the camcorder... He opens it and like, does he smash the camcorder or does no. he just pull the tape out? He and hits eject and it's that very slow, like, <laughs> but he's still like furious and it's coming out. <laughs> just waiting for that VHS to come out. He yeah. he he fucks up the he tape. He unspools the tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the whole time he's just like, I don't want, I don't like to be embarrassed. This is not happening. I can't believe you guys did this. So. Gosh, someone they kill decide, him. <laughs> they decide that they are going to prank him by pretending to kill him and videotaping it jokes to on show them. the whole school all five people at Fairhaven High That's not right. a bad bit at all look he's just a guy we do murder pranks with <laughs> <laughs> those incels love when you pretend <laughs> right. to kill them they love post it if, where if, everyone can see it if you can actually make them pee their pants they, they love it like classic they love the humiliation angle yes uh, actually i wanted you to make me pee my pants i think it's hilarious <laughs> so they plan this out that they are all gonna go trick-or-treating tracy hallie jake maybe character it's... three character four yeah who cares brenda jake tracy who cares will dina be there well, we'll find out. Mm. But before I go too far, what they're going to do is they are going to trick-or-treat, and then they're going to say, hey, you know what? It's cold. Let's go get some cider. And when they go get cider, they're going to go to Angela's house. And as I've said before, Angela loves Halloween so much that whenever the girls first went there, the house is completely covered in cobwebs on the inside. Instead of living room furniture, I mean, there's no furniture. Yeah. There are just Dust coffins. Just, it's just filthy. There's coffins in the living room, like two full-size coffins. And there are there's a set of skeletons, like, on the couch. Like, it's just, 
it's like a super Halloween house. So Halloween like, enthusiasts. It's very much so. All right. I already, I know the ending. I it's, guessed it. It's, like, okay. it's so, like my parents at Christmas. Okay. <laughs> Can we ask Blake what he thinks the ending is? Before we get there? Yeah. Okay, Blake, what's the ending? They're both Draculas, and the reason – her parents are Draculas. The reason they have the coffins is because that's where they sleep every night. And the skeletons uh, are real real skeletons, not decorations. The cobwebs are are also real spider cobwebs. I regret asking Blake what he thought. <laughs> okay. well, that, would, that would be the Goosebumps version, probably. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. A much better ending, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a difference between Goosebumps and Fear Street and whatever these are? Yeah, I think Goosebumps is more cartoony. Goosebumps are for babies. Definitely okay. for Excuse babies. Excuse me, Monster Blood was dark as shit. <laughs> I, I think Goosebumps, like, anything can happen. You know, like... And it's, it's, I feel like it's no, more cartoony. He like, has said, Monster Blood. Is, is and... Fear Street set in the reality of our world where things happen and Goosebumps is like... Uh, Goosebumps is, is real reality but he, he's he's goosebumps said that is no like one a, dies in goosebumps there's there's never a real threat in goosebumps well, then i'm out i, I was yeah, thinking why does josh want to read say cheese and die now because you're not gonna Spoiler, die no say one dies and uh live get your picture taken <laughs> i i think i'm basing this again on nothing okay but i think that the difference is fear street are real situations and uh goosebumps a spider grows forty feet and starts okay. stomping there through is, town. Basically, there's Fear Street is also supernatural yeah. to an extent because okay. there are like ghosts and. But that's not that's real. Yeah, it's set in a reality world, right? But these Whereas Goosebumps have... are like, guess what? A dummy comes to life and chases that's you, real or too. Okay, never mind. your dad creates monster blood and it takes over. Whatever it's. Someone's mm. dad created monster blood. Wasn't it a dad? Like a I mad have scientist about monster dad? Blood. There were a lot of goosebumps where the premise was that dad was a mad scientist mm-hmm. and they all blend together. <laughs> yeah. What they a convention. <laughs> Just like as the writer, like, ooh, he's a mad scientist. In one of them, he, the dad was basically a swamp thing plant man. It, it's called Stay Out of the Basement, I believe. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if I'm you not, went in the basement, you became a plant person yourself. I'm not going <laughs> to argue with R.L. Stein's millions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how many books have you sold? As, as, well, I should, I mean, I've sold I, a lot of books. I have not written them. <laughs> I sold Catcher in the Rye like nine thousand times. We've all, we've all sold a lot of books. <laughs> That's right. Now I'm sad. Aww, it's okay. I'm drinking. There. It's fine. Whenever you write your first YA book, honestly, we'll I, review it on this podcast and get you at least like fifty sales. Totally. Uh, after reading these books, I am more inspired than ever to write a horror story for young adults. And to try to get my book banned. As as Stephen said in one of his text messages, gay men can't have a corner on the market. Like, that's right. Although my competition being Neil Gaiman, that's not you know exciting for me. But I I well, why a horror? Does it still exist? Because it seems to me, it seems like it's just reissues. It's stuff. it's reissues, and the big thing is more science fiction dystopias. And type. and it's time to move on from that. I think the new thing now is actually these like kind of if you look at the covers are kind of gaudy fantasy like Sarah Moss kind of stuff. OK, yeah, uh, that's kind of the the thing now. And it's still some of the realistic fiction stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think it's time for resurgence in YA horror. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's a huge opening there where oh, I yeah. don't think anyone's really doing it right now. I mean, 
They're kids, just they're just kids are still, reprinting VC Andrews books and like here this is horror that and Pike and Stein and I, yeah. I and I think I don't know I think there's a big opening there it's because it, it's I think. it seems like it's near impossible to do and still make it good because mm. here's what, well one thing is those kids are reading Stephen King and that stuff anyway that's the thing is like they but, they're reading Dean Koontz but and Stephen King the other thing is now that there's basically no rules for what you can and can't put in a YA book mm-hmm. yeah you can market it and publish it for teens as like a, a, a $18 hardback. And I think you do really well if someone, but it's the same content as like, uh, uh maybe not necessarily uh, the same. I mean, it's going to deal with teen protagonists where a lot of Stephen King stuff is adults mm-hmm. and Koontz's stuff is adults. But now the teens can have sex. The teens can be dirty the keens there can, can be like decapitations and sure shit. no yeah, why yeah, not yeah, there's yeah. nothing and and you don't have to make it a fake out in the next like when you turn the page in the next chapter right like, it's right not right like, this is this is baby yeah. nonsense uh <laughs> but if you it's it's basically what the 90 percent of horror films do because they all focus on teens and college students and high school students and i i i, yeah. I, I don't know i i don't really see that in fiction that much and i don't know why and i think if that happened and it was done well. It doesn't work as well. And, and no, but the, you're just saying horror writing doesn't work well, especially if you're doing it for that audience. No, I don't think that's right. I think you just uh, have to find the audience. And yeah. I don't no, like I, don't I think, think you just so. have to find the right, well, right niche, right? I like mean, the right. If someone condescends to the audience, no, no, it's no, fucking Arl no. Stein who has the dumbest fake outs in all of these books. That's and true. I would. I would say that I grew up, I didn't get into R.L. Stein when I was growing up. I was really into John Belair's and his stuff was actually creepy. And all I do know that when I worked at Redeemed, we could not carry him because parents complained. And I'm like, that's fine. I'll take it home. (laughs) Um, He had some, he got into the supernatural um, and it was preteen horror, but he's kind of floated under the radar. I think people know him more because Edward Gorey did his covers and some of his front pieces. Um, and yeah, he was great. But we don't know his name like we do Stein. That's well, right. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't the That's house true. with the clock in its walls an adaptation of a... Yeah, book? and I was very uncomfortable that Eli Roth was doing that. <laughs> Did you see it? I didn't. I, okay. I'm, I've been curious, I but I okay. haven't read I think, that one. I think our friend Adam saw it and said it was okay. That's kind of what everyone everyone said was pretty good. It's probably fine. I haven't read the book. I just think it's weird that Eli Roth made a kids movie. Why Eli Roth, (laughs) torture porn guy? But he's tried to. I don't like Eli Roth. I don't like Eli Roth. Yeah, so I'm not going to put up for him. (laughs) Yeah, when I saw it was him, I was like, "Mm." yeah, no, I I I didn't even do. "Mm," I did Tim Allen voice. I did. If it was like Ty West, I'd be like. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Ty West. Hmm. Very interesting. Okay. Anyway, my only point is I do think there is an audience for that. I don't mm-hmm. know why it's not a thing. I don't it, know why we aren't turning out horror stories right now. I mean, other again, than we're recording a you podcast. Have do, but you have to do it well. And I think that you young adult writing has been I think elevated. The, it definitely has. I would agree, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's much better writing. John Green, do a spooky book. <laughs> Maybe it's I don't because... think it's good for him to step outside of his genre. I think he's no, good he needs where he's to just at. Keep writing about kids that are sick, or or, or boys that ha- that are in love with girls that need to learn. That who they hate be. their manic pixie dream girls? Yeah, yeah. But see, people seem to love Coraline and the Graveyard Book, and yeah. those are yeah, excellent. Yeah, 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 but those 
kind of exist outside you know what i mean like those cross genres and cross true. like adults like those and that's very true yeah it's a gaming thing he's he's in that genre defying there's a uh, game and audience stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, he yeah. releases a book and he immediately sells like five million copies. So he sneezes at people myth- like North <laughs> North's mythology book, and people, you know, like who That's else could true. release that and <laughs> have people want it? Yeah, I think I know why horror, young adult horror, is not in vogue right now. I think because all the real horrors uh, happening in our uh, our world right now, especially uh, in the White House, you know, if you know what I'm. Or I mean, t- the t- fact that Orange you- Man Bad by Blake Walker, <laughs> or the fact that you can go to school and might right. be killed, get yeah. murdered. Like yeah. every day yeah. is, I mean, is is horror. Yeah, every day you you know you you go on your Instagram and you find a Politico uh, post and they're playing little immigrant children sobbing as they've been torn apart from their parents and you're like, I live in a fucking and nightmare. Like, yeah, and in the heyday of R.L. Stein. It was they Clinton era. Yeah, they didn't have much to be as much. The haunted blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> but I would argue it's that when she uses teeth. <laughs> this might actually be a great <laughs> time for horror, horror, because it would cause. I mean, people could, if a really good horror writer was able to capture that angst that people feel now, there is probably definitely a resonant. Some people are tapping I, I, into I, that anxiety. I, well, I I think that that's absolutely true, and I think, I think movies I, are doing I, it now. I, I think that's the, the problem. I think I think the problem is that so much of art is so literal minded about Trump or whatever, you know, where it's not good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like uh, it's it's just boring. I where- think American Horror Story handled it pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to bring up American Horror Story. <laughs> that's the first season I watched, and Jesus, it, it's it's so bad that I loved it. Uh, but uh, I I think when people when something bad happens, people are like, well, the art's going to be great. That's the dumbest thing that anyone can ever say. Yeah, like when Trump is like, everyone's like, well, punk music will be great what? again. No, it's not. No. It's, it's going to be incredibly hacky and boring. And then, you know what? It's still. Never mind. I was going to say but, it's still Carly Rae Jepsen, who's actually everyone is listening to, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's right. escapist. It's music. escapist music, mm-hmm. but I, it's not political. I, I think comedy. That's the other thing. Comedy's going to be great. No, comedy is terrible. Comedy's canceled. You can't do comedy. (laughs) No, now you have to just do politics. You don't even have to do jokes. It's so boring. But I I think that if you could tap into the actual anxiety that people feel without, you don't have to be literally saying what's happening and still... It's yeah. something like I think that's why it works well for movies. Like yeah, it yeah, follows, yeah. for example. Yeah, right. No, oh, great, yeah, I was great. totally thinking about that's that. Babadook, yeah, stuff that has a metaphor, and you can interpret that way or not. But you're overlooking prestige streaming television. That's shows the other thing too. Like Black mm-hmm. Mirror is when it when it attempting when it hits, to tap when into it hits it does though mm-hmm. when it hits it slaps. When, I'll say that. <laughs> what when did Rosemary's Baby come out? Um, seventy. Three or four? Okay. Does that sound right? Because that Nixon Probably. era, maybe. I I the, I. I'll look on, up the. I'll look it up real quick. I don't necessarily know that it is, but like, but sounds, that taps into the, right. the kind of anxiety that I think people feel. Yeah the I the gaslighting of an authority figure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really powerful, and I mean, I can't think of anyone oh, better God, than it was Roman. Sixty-eight. Perfect. Ooh. Yeah. He, the, perfect. Okay. Yeah. And and I don't know when the book was written, so a few know. years probably, before probably that. Probably like 65. And no one better than Roman Polanski <laughs> to, to do a movie about con- 
Well, and I was women. thinking, I was thinking about like the movie Alien today. Like that was made when in the late seventies. Seventy nine. Yeah, seventy. Well, think about it. Like abortion was legal. Like there's a lot of stuff like going on in that movie about like women and. Mm-hmm. <sighs> And aliens and cats. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of how to birth, phrase it, but there's a, the, traumatic yeah, births, traumatic births, and and choice, and and even like uh, rape. There's rape, obviously, uh, metaphors throughout way, the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if you think about that kind of horror, even if you don't understand it on that level, right. like it still hits you, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think with with movies, there's a much more visceral reaction because you can do things in cinema that you couldn't do previously where you would just allude to something. Now you can show it or maybe just, you know, through different tricks, like maybe make the illusion a little bit better. You know, like the thing with it follows that was so terrifying was it could be anywhere, you know, it could be anything, anyone, not Mm -hmm. me. I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I would have been perfectly safe in high school. Well, I mean, Watching these people like, oh, me in in incel. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks to be you guys. Told That's you what so. Get for having sex. It's, it's actually right. an incel like inspiration story. Like, ha, it's going to get them all. <laughs> I was right all along. Incel 90s. Very different era. <laughs> uh, so is uh, Stein. Do we want to finish this up? I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. Let's, let's yeah. You should finish it up because you're so. running long, but. You know what? Are this, we is our, this is our special spooky episode. Just okay, edit out it all the rap snacks. But is he playing on anything that teenagers no. No. would or, actually? So fear? is it no. pure escapist schlock? Yes, exactly. Yes. Okay. That's exactly Just what. Clearing it is. that. Up. So we went way too deep for this <laughs> subject. No, matter. it's it's good because if the material isn't going to go deep, I mean, yeah. someone has to. Well, I guess we can wrap it up now. So they're playing the prank on Jake. Yes. They. Another one syllable name. Yes. She gets to go trick or treating dressed in these cool skeleton outfits. So that actually comes into play. That's pretty dope. I'll say that. If I saw this, I'd be like. Seeing it more and more. Honestly, I love it. That cover would have got my attention. Oh, totally. It's a great cover. If that cover glows in the dark, it looks like it might, but it doesn't. Turn off the light. Let's test it. it. It doesn't. You don't know that. Damn it. Uh, it does not glow in not the dark. Not at all. Not disappointing. Let's just we... podcast in the dark now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do a special episode some at some point where we just we podcast Next Halloween. in the dark? Next Halloween is... We'll pass around things and be like, this is R.L. Stein's hair. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> this Actually, is his, his eyes. Oh God, Here's his mole. Sorry. That was... <laughs> his worms. He's got a trademark. Listen, Cindy Crawford has one too. Doesn't mean it's anything right, bad. He's, it's he's, sexy he's, on he's both still, of them. He's still beautiful. I have no problem anyway, with moles. Okay. All this is being cut out. <laughs> so they um, go trick-or-treating. They're like, hey, you know what? Let's go get some cider at Angela's, just like the plan was to. So They're sh- all like looking at <laughs> each other and doing heavy winks. Like, let's go get cider at Angela's. Wink, wink. Remember the plan? Sound effects so, on the winks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wink, so they get there, wink. and they can't find Angela. You know, there's this creepy house. Angela! <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> That's supposed to be uh, who's the boss? Who's the boss? Oh, yeah, okay. I got yeah, it. I got you. All right. Okay. Very specific <laughs> audience for that <laughs> one. Yeah. Uh, anyone under the age of thirty-five <laughs> listening to this podcast, skip, skip that. Yeah. Sorry. So they can't find Angela, and they've already gone there before to set up the the camera, so everything's ready to be filmed, you know. And it's and I, when they get there, she turns it. Tracy turns it on. Yeah. And a reminder: we're trying to embarrass Jake. Yes. Right. We want to embarrass him. And so they're searching for Angela, and they all get separated somehow. 
And they come back to the main room because there's a scream. And when they... (laughs) And they open a coffin and they find Jake in there and he's been stabbed in the chest. Dang, dog. What? Body count. Exactly. First one. So then they... That might be the only one, actually. (laughs) It really is, but it's already better. It's the one we want dead. That's right. Well, Jake... Well, can can suck. can I say something that he said earlier yes. when they went here? He said to uh, uh, Brenda, "I decided to give you another chance." <laughs> what a dick! And then he wants to get in the coffin with her. He's like, "Want to get in the coffin together?" Let's like spook her out. <laughs> like this guy sucks, yeah, man. He's the worst. Like Let's I get want him stabbed in. Ugh. So they, uh, I think it's Brenda who finally finds Angela, and they find her. In the closet, and she's tied up, and she claims that the f- the maniac is in the house, and he's the one who tied her up, and so they untie her, and they're they're like reaching to call nine one one. Jake is dead, so someone actually is like, "Hey, we should call the cops for the first time." At long last, in an R.L. Stein book, it took us wow. two books. <laughs> Maybe we police. should get some authorities in in on this situation. <laughs> Maybe or this Maybe. might be a serious issue. <laughs> So they go downstairs. Well, Tracy's like, wait, my camera was on. We can rewind the tape and watch it and figure out who killed Jake. And you just hear a collar tug and someone go, geesh, from from across the room. (laughs) And they run, you know, they're going to go check the tape and Angela blocks the door and she's like, well, I mean, if it's on videotape, then I'll have to kill you too. Dun, dun, dun. (gasps) Yikes. What? So... I mean, it all comes out because these killers in these books always have these crazy motives, right? And Angela says that she tried to kill Jake because he said he'd date her. But then I wrote, but Brenda said no? I was really confused on that. Okay, so here's my thing. Okay. In book one, Mm -hmm. I really think that Dina's motive should have been that Brenda took her boyfriend. Right. Yes. I was so mad that R.L. Stein figured that out later and decided that should be the plot of <laughs> book two. Mm-hmm. And, but you know what I want to... Well, Jake isn't a dick, but at least he was like giving girls of different body types a chance. Maybe. Equal opportunity philanderer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but he also dumped her. He never dated Angela, right? No, yeah, yeah. He said true. he would. Yeah, but she's, then, yeah, she was next on the list when he got to her. But then he got back together with Brenda or right. whatever happened there. There's a hierarchy that I'm working through. <laughs> and while we're there, she she turns to the skeleton and calls them mommy and daddy. Mm-hmm. Which is it. like, what is going on? So Angela tries to stab Brenda. And then Haley grabs a jack-o'-lantern and slams it down on Angela's head. Head. So literally, Angela has a pumpkin on her head. That's how I imagine it. She's a it, pumpkin right? head? Literally. And uh, they call the cops. And so that's the end of that. We still have one more little thing to wrap one up. One more twist. Is it the maniac? Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah. Yeah. The last thing oh, is. Do they just kind of skip over her calling the skeletons mommy and daddy? I think the cops come and they're like, ah, it's plastic. I mean, I don't know. It's, See, it wasn't a real skeleton, okay. right? Yeah, she's crazy. She's whatever. just crazy. Oh, well, that's yeah. dumb. I was we thinking... don't know who her real parents are. We know nothing. See, that's the thing. Is like throughout the whole book, they're like, you know, we don't know where she came from. Like, uh, yeah, and all throughout the book, they're talk. She's talking about, oh, my parents are totally into Halloween. We never meet the parents. We don't know anything about her past. 
It's kind of this dropped opportunity. See, everything was leading me to believe it would be like a Norman Bates situation where both of her parents' corpses were just kind of hanging out. I was hoping for that. Yeah. No, it wasn't, unfortunately. Hold on. I'm trying to see when she, the cops come. Josh is making Snapchats with my cat right now. <laughs> well, our cat is really cute, so I don't blame him. Don't know what he's trying to get some to cute him. pictures with Oscar. Okay, yeah. No, they were plastic pa- they were plastic skeletons. Okay. Here's a here's an excerpt. How could anyone explain? How could anyone explain what had been in Angela's mind? What had made her live alone in that creepy house with coffins for furniture? What had made her think the plastic skeletons were her parents? So they weren't even like she didn't even really like kill her parents and to carry their skeletons around. She like, was just really into Halloween, I think. I think so. just super super we Halloween all, fan. We all know a girl who's just really, really into Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, and, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And well, believes that her two plastic skeletons are her parents. Yeah. Missed opportunity. That's all I'm saying. Very much so. So to wrap it up, I guess we'll wrap up the maniac thread, although it doesn't really even get wrapped up. <laughs> yeah. Wrap up. Yeah. Heavy so, quotation marks. Um, The maniac has already showed up at their house once, I think. Yes, he did. And they managed to evade him somehow by not answering the door. I can't remember what happened there. Yeah, there was some <laughs> issue with, oh, the door's open, but the screen is closed, and let's just pretend we're not home or something. Yeah, like it that. was I don't something know. It wasn't worth my yeah. attention. It really, it really wasn't. I think I skimmed some of that stuff. So, okay. Um, so, maniac shows up, like, I think it's the next morning. And bangs on the door during breakfast. And Brenda's like, oh, no, it's that guy, the maniac. I know it is. That I've been teasing as a red herring this exactly. whole book. The whole book. The father goes to open the door with Brenda. And it turns out that the man had found Brenda's wallet when she lost it in the mall. Had been trying to track her down and said he was down on his luck and was hoping there'd be a reward or something. So Brenda's... Generous father gives him $10 and sends him on his way. That's $10 in 90s money. So it's like... 50. You can almost get a CD at Camelot Music. <laughs> almost. <laughs> Babbages. There you go. So I think that's the end. Um, hold on. There might be a really great ending line if Josh wants to read it. Oh, yeah, I do. Sorry, I'm taking pictures. I'm trying to get okay, a good I have picture it, with I have it pulled up if you want. Ugh. I get mad at every boy in all these books, but... Hallie reached across the table to pat Brenda's hand. Next Halloween, she suggested. Let's pretend it's Thanksgiving. Everybody loves Thanksgiving. The end. But the people in Thanksgiving don't like Thanksgiving that That's much. Right. Thanksgiving night. <laughs> so the they're going to have Thanksgiving on October 31st and then one <laughs> month later have another, another Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving yeah. Or are they going to pretend that Thanksgiving is Halloween? Let's just swap them. I don't know. Who cares? Dumb book. Great ending. Yep. That's it. But still better than Halloween Night 1. No, I agree. I think someone died. I um, I even said that in my Goodreads review. If I can find it. it I basically the, said... The other thing I want to say about the ending is... Checks I lost notes. it. Checks notes. I'll do my Goodreads review while Josh okay. is Skip searching. It. Um, Skip it. I, for Halloween Night 2, I wrote, this might be better than the first, but only because it's less convoluted. But these murder motives are really weak. Over boys, high school boys, ladies, get some ice cream and watch Clueless and chill the fuck out. Don't just start stabbing people. College dudes are way better anyway. Yeah, just drink. It's fine. Uh, Clueless didn't exist yet. That was next year. Then watch Heathers. I don't know what what teen movie was Watch Heathers and learn a thing or two. Watch The Crush. Gosh, what was out in 94? I can't even remember. Watch. Cool Runnings. Watch, watch girls just want to have fun. Watch Valley Girl. 
Watch The Breakfast Club. I'm just naming 80s movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I yeah, cannot yeah. remember early 90s. Watch With Honors. 16 Candles. No, with Honors is 94. I don't know why I know that, but it's true. <laughs> uh, this book came out in 94, so they could have rented With Honors, starring okay. Brendan Fraser, Joe Pesci, Moira Kelly. Uh, who else was in it? Uh, Joe Pesci, Brendan Fraser, Moira Kelly. Uh-huh. Uh, Some other dude. Yeah. I was just watching different movies back then, so I don't know. <laughs> We had Showtime. I watched whatever was on Showtime. Like, I would watch it 900 times in a row, too. I've seen Alive probably 50 times, and I'm not even kidding. I was watching Back to the Future, too, and my parents weren't happy with the language. So, you know. They had a lot of potty uh, Excuse me. They said butthead. We do not, uh, not in this house. Your family was a no butthead house? Well, yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't think butthead's that offensive. But we don't say the B word. Eventually, okay. I got my own VCR in my bedroom, and... Things changed. <laughs> Suddenly you were watching David Cronenberg body horror. Oh, let's be honest. I was watching Star Wars. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, anything you want to talk about? Anything about Angela? Maybe how R.L. Stein always had great um, adjectives for her? Oh, or, well, I uh, do want to say one thing that I think was bad advice that they gave to Angela. Was it uh, Brenda's advice for her on how to lose weight? Buy tight jeans. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> and try them on every night. To inspire yourself. Yeah. Buy jeans that are a size too small. I That's literally right. wow. tried this by buying medium, like, rock t-shirts uh-huh. and trying them on and just, like, looking at my belly and being like, yeah, if, you know how many shirts that do not quite fit me that I have that are really cool? Like a dozen. I used oh to do that. God, I have so many good Bright Eyes t-shirts and stuff that I I have a Bright Eyes shirt anymore. that I want to wear. It's Is it the green one? Yeah. I have the same one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to wear it. But the girl crying in the rain. Yep. Yeah. It's a good shirt. I love a girl crying in the rain. Mm-hmm. And that was when Bright Eyes was That like, was Fetish Corner from Josh. <laughs> <laughs> that was when Connor Oberst was on drugs and stuff a lot. So uh, When we saw him here, he was clearly drunk because he... Well... He's, we don't need to talk about it. He wanted him. a certain person yeah, to okay. die in their sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, it was bad advice. I didn't like it in the book. I was no. like, no, that's not. That's the worst advice. You're, you're bad And friends. also, you know what? You should be someone's friend and be supportive of them and their body, no matter what they look like. I, I'm i team murdered them. <laughs> you know, she's Honestly, not wrong. Honestly, like, Brenda is pretty awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, murder them. I don't care. Brenda is very self-centered. Mm-hmm. Um, right. The thing yeah. is with the, the teenage girls that he writes, they're all kind of the same, right? They're all kind of self-centered maybe not too smart but they're pretty but maybe they don't know they're pretty they're not they're not that's what makes them unintelligent pretty. necessarily but they're not there's nothing interesting there's nothing about there. them beyond there's there's nothing there that would separate them or distinguish them from any other female character some but honestly, have brown hair they're you, also you smarter than legs. the boys they're dating that's yeah well, but some I think, yeah some some have gams i'll tell you that some have yellow hair <laughs> also called blonde but I will say, I think the honestly, the the boys are all indistinguishable, and the parents are all indistinguishable. Right. There's no characterization true. on in any of these novels. Maybe but. it's been three books. Maybe he is he a bad writer? <laughs> hey, give him five more, and then I, then I think can, we probably will at some yeah, point. Yeah, will. We'll, we'll come back yeah. to RL. We are Josh not reading. To we read are not reading RL next month. No, Thank we'll you. get to what we're reading next month, but it's okay. not RL. Thank you. Thank goodness. To wait till next uh, October. Um, I was going to do random Goodreads reviews because I read some funny ones, but I'm not going to because we've got on for way too long. Are, have we, are we longer than Godfather at this point? You're, well, 
No, not, we're not at one. Much. We're at one fifty-two. You're close. Oh, you're, you're getting close. Okay. So we can like outdo Scorsese at this point. Uh, we got to get longer than the uh, what's his new movie? Call us a Marvel movie because we're better than Scorsese. <laughs> let me know when so we. That's like, the best burn. Let me know when we get past uh, the Midsummer director's cut. <laughs> <laughs> Although that's probably I, the three-hour mark, right? Six. Wait, what? A what? Yeah, he's got a six-hour cut. That's what? And that Wait, is that the one that came out to three? No, that recently? that one's under three. Okay. Yeah, the I think Amazon got the six hour cut. Oh, what a coup for Amazon! I'm sure. I know. <laughs> Yikes! Just split it up and call it uh, an original series. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, original yeah, miniseries. miniseries. There you go. There's Hashtag no way that any of this. <laughs> Hashtag Ari. None of that. When is the hereditary cut good. gonna come out? Wait, what? When is the uh, the hereditary cut going to come out? Or uh, what's his movie about the Johnsons? Let's not talk. Oh, no. no, cut that. We're not going <laughs> to talk about that. that. We cannot it's talk about film. that. We can't. I, the, I, those will come out when the Snyder cut comes out. Okay. Uh, it's not. <laughs> okay. I'll release it. <laughs> Hashtag. Yeah. Snyder cut first. Then, then I we'll watched the Snyder cut of Watchmen the other night. And <laughs> how long was it? Uh, three oh eight. Three oof. hours and eight minutes. Ooh, woof. God, it was bad enough studying that for two hours or however long it was. And I will say, everyone clamoring for Snyder Cuts of anything. You're I would like a word. <laughs> I want the Snyder Cut of Sucker Punch. <laughs> sucker I think we punch. made that joke. Then. Sucker Punch. Did you? Damn it. Well, no. I, we, I don't know. Okay. Privately. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, do you guys want to rate this book? Should we rate the two of them and together? Together, they're fine. Yeah, they're the same book. That's a weird way to do it. Uh, but, but I thought two was better. Okay, yeah, we'll rate away. Separate. Okay, fine. Uh, the first one, <laughs> I give it two hooves. Okay, and then the second, I give it three. Okay, there you go. Fair. Okay. I don't know. You're way more generous than I am. I saw you gave one two stars. Did I? Yes. I don't even remember. What did I give to? Uh, I'll have to pull that up. Something has to be truly, grossly, like, someone has to walk into my, The author of a book has to knock on my door, spit in my face, and walk away for me to give <laughs> one star, basically. So I gave two stars to both of these. Stephen gave it two stars to both, too, I think. And uh, two hooves. But in, on the second one, I give that, that horse a little pat on the head. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 uh, I gave it an apple. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I let it smell an apple. I didn't get with the first, the first one, because I'm torturing it. The second one, I don't even. I think with the first one, I just, I don't know. He, he was trying to make a concise, well, not concise, but a coherent mystery. He set things up. He paid them off. They weren't great, but I see intention. And I kind of respect that, mm -hmm. even if it wasn't great. But in Halloween two, Halloween night two, I love that there was a body count. So you know that <laughs> trumps everything for me. Apparently, does it count as a count if it's one? Was it? Yeah, was yeah. The body count one? We you count can... the jack o' lantern that was murdered. Oh yeah, that was murder. Well, I mean, and you know, animals. There died were animals. The first... yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I give the cover art for number two. Um, Three hooves, okay. one for each skeleton. Okay, okay. that makes sense. Yeah. And can I give no hooves to the first one? Sure. I find it very derivative of John Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> if only. And I will say that I probably would have given Halloween Night 2 two and a half, but you can't do half stars on Goodreads. Goodreads. We have Goodreads. said this a million times. Letterboxd, which is the most broken app on the planet. Oh, it is. Let's you give yep. half stars. Goodreads. I want half stars and I'm not going to stop until I get it. Because people keep writing already in their bio like 2.5. Yeah, more like, like 3.5. I do yeah. that all the time. It's not quite a four-star book, but it's not a three-star book. Or just change to a 10-point system. I'd be fine with that, too, as long as I could give half yeah. stars. I don't care. Yeah. Give me the half up. star. Forget the Snyder Cut. I want the half star. Release the half star. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we're going to kind of wrap this up. I think, um, Josh, I think the next book is right in front of you that yeah, we're yeah, going to yeah. read. The first book we'll read. So, no horror, no pumpkins, Mm-mm. no spook em ups. Maybe some love, though. The next book is Norma Klein, not Naomi Klein, Mm-mm. as I was hoping this was going to be <laughs> her not... her forgotten 80s, <laughs> 80s uh, climate change warning young adult book. But this is Norma Klein's Beginner's Love. Joel is 17, shy and inexperienced. Lita has a lot to teach him. Mm-hmm. Dot, 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 dot. There's four dots. That's not Whoa. how ellipsis works. I have some eh, notes for you, Fawcett Jr. You're in for something with yeah. this book. That's what it's telling yeah, it's you. it's telling. You know what? I'm going to tell you. It's a, it's, it goes there. It's like a Degrassi Have you book. read You read it. I have read it. Okay. I'm going to reread it because it's been a while. But uh, it goes there should at, I read at, the back? I mean, if you want to. It sounds like a book I needed. This... <laughs> This uh, oh, this might be too real. I think we're gonna get into some. Is this? A we're section? gonna go there. It's a. a Degra- it's basically have... a Degrassi episode. <laughs> You're gonna go there after the Dolan Ganger. <laughs> if, if you want to find Push out how I lost content. my virginity, tune in next next week. Oh God, we're gonna talk about how we lost our virginity. Maybe. I will oh, not. I'm glad uh, I am not here next week. <laughs> uh, yeah, can Let we me get tell a guess? You, it wasn't in high school. You're having a guest Absolutely same. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Okay. That, that, I think when we start talking about that, that means we've definitely gone way too long. I'm pretty shy with girls. I never know what to say to them. Maybe that's why I was so surprised when Lita called me. Uh, okay. Anyway, that's... It's our a, first book from a uh, 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 perspective of a male. Really? No way. Isn't it? What about the one... Wasn't there Doll and Ganger books from... Uh, they, they jumped, they jumped oh, the perspective. Oh, the yeah. yeah, hold on. What about your first Jay's? couple books? Jay? Uh, I guess and what Jay. Was the other one? Jay. But do those count Eternal, because yeah. those Because they bad. were written by a woman <laughs> trying to write a boy. <laughs> well, Norma Klein is a woman writing for a boy. Okay, we I, just forgot, read, I don't yeah, want to discredit Jay. Without, I'm sorry. Without knowing Norma Klein, I respect uh-huh. her more than I respect the woman who wrote Anonymous Jay's Journal. And honestly, R.L. Stein was writing from the perspective of a woman, so it kind of is up in the air at this point. It is, but this okay. I will say this is the first good book we we're gonna read. That's you think it's from, good? I I enjoyed it. I gave it four okay. stars on Goodreads. I think. Ooh, I'm excited. I think Norma Klein is underrated, and we'll get into that. In I the see. Podcast. I don't know her at all. I don't. I didn't either until I read this book. But now I'm intrigued, and I want to read more of her I'm books. Excited? She's she's like a Judy Bloom kind of, but okay. she's up there, but just not known. Um, Much like. Who wrote Taffy Sinclair? When the Pulitzer came out a few weeks ago, and they're like, they're doing two this year because of their crimes. Mm-hmm. I was <laughs> like, maybe the author of Taffy Sinclair is going to at long last get her award. Betsy Haynes. Yes, thank you. Uh, is going to get her Pulitzer. Didn't, but 
maybe next time. Do you know what I forgot I ordered? I think I got drunk one night. Well, I know I did. And I ordered Traffy's Taffy Sinclair Strikes Just the again. Hollywood? Oh. Ordered Strikes Is that again. the next one? It's the next one. Okay, cool. I mean, we'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah. I love Taffy. I love those books. <laughs> love it. Taffy Strikes yeah. Back? Yeah. Return of Strikes the Taffy. Again. Strikes again. <laughs> the Phantom Taffy. <laughs> The, the Taffy of, Menace. Tack of the Taffy, etc. The Taffy Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess we're going to peace out. So next month, Beginner's Love by Norma Klein. Um, follow us on Instagram. We're at Are You There Pod. Also, I started an email account for our podcast. You can email us at are you there podcast at gmail.com. What do they email us? They're losing I their want, virginity stories for I next month. I want your say anything moments. Does anyone know what that is when I say that? I do. I don't. I'm old. me like is it absolutely you embarrassing a, myself in front of women. Holding a boombox up yeah. or something. No, in it's your more. Eyes. If you ever read uh, YM in the nineties, I believe it was YM. They had a your eyes. They had a monthly segment. Excuse called. me, we're having a duet over here. It's Peter Gabe. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I don't want. We'll to. stop singing now. <laughs> that was. Leave All right, let's just go ahead and do the whole Anyway, just, you know, send me your uh, thoughts, suggestions, ideas, corrections, uh, compliments, hate mail. Send hate. Stories you want us to share on the air. Whatever. Thoughts on RL. Maybe maybe you've met RL. Maybe you have a story. Maybe he's... Maybe he's not a virgin. Maybe you know that's for a fact. He does have a kid. He does have a kid. His kid was made in a tube. And he's got a grandkid. Yeah, he has a kid made in a tube with a blob. Was there a blob in Goosebumps? I thought you said blob. No, it was made from monster blood. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure I knew a Goosebumps reference without knowing anything about Goosebumps. I mean, not a bad job. There was a blob at some point. I think his kid came from the basement lab. Yeah, maybe. That's my theory on it. Anyway, um, also, maybe uh, I'm going to put this out there. I don't know what to read in December. I originally had planned some R.L. Stein books, the Silent Night series that he did for Fear Street. But uh, we're kind of Steined out. So if anyone has any suggestions for what to read, maybe someone's heart gets broken over Christmas. Maybe maybe someone hates Christmas. Maybe... Uh, there's a, a a teenage retelling of A Christmas Carol. I don't know. I don't <laughs> I know love these that things. Idea. <laughs> so <laughs> s- send me your suggestions for anything wintry, whatever. I will say I love Christmas, and uh, he's a I'm, Christmas nut. Yeah, I I I go a bit crazy at Christmas. I love it. So yeah, send us good stuff for Christmas because I love Christmas. But also, I could I could deal with some Silent Nights. <laughs> Silent. At Christmas. At Christmas. Maybe we'll save that for next year. Okay. Okay. What about Deadly Nights? I don't like those. I mm. don't like those. I prefer my nights silent, much well, like my farts. I prefer can them be, silent yeah, they can and not both. deadly. That's not how that goes. Anyway. We've devolved into fart jokes. And Josh, you hate <laughs> fart jokes. Oof, I know. That, I didn't want to say it. I'm going to keep that for sure. It was the only way I saw out of what I was saying. I think that does signal the end of the podcast. It's the end of the podcast, so uh, I'm just gonna gonna say it, guys. Until next time, see you later, horse girls. 